The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. It just, just kind of seemed odd to me. John Kasich appearing with Chuck Todd speaking about Ohio's special election. It just seemed kind of odd to me. Does it? Well, not so odd that he would speak about Ohio's special election for the 12th uh, district in Ohio because John used to have that seat, right? Uh, and he's governor of Ohio. He ran for president. So speaking on politics and Ohio special election, sure. It's just what he said because he was talking about the special election. And, you know, he's no fun of president, a uh, fan of President Trump. No, He's not. He's not. So listen to his words carefully, what he says, and see if anything, I don't know, seems odd to you. Okay. Uh, listen carefully. There's no question that people sent a message to the party, uh, to Republicans that knock it off, the okay. chaos, the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, go ahead. ahead. Divisions. I mean, kids being separated. Hold on on a second. So start that from the beginning again. There's no question that people send a message uh, to the the party. Knock it off. Tired of the division. Do you uh, agree, disagree, or uh, how strong? Okay. Yeah, I think maybe they sent a bit of a message. Could be. We don't know for sure. I mean, everyone loves to claim that person got elected, therefore fill in whatever the blank, right? And it could be those things. Absolutely. It could be nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say, you know what? Uh, Trump got elected because Subway did away with their $5 footlong. Oh. Mm. Who didn't love a $5 footlong versus a $7, $7 footlong? $7 footlong, yes. And I just realized at that point, too, we need to get the bell ready. So, anyway. Um, right. It could be that, right? It could be that whatever else. So... Possibly, right? It's a strong Republican district. So, eh, okay, start that from the beginning again and listen carefully. There's no question that people sent a message to the party, uh, to Republicans, yep. that knock it off. Knock the it chaos, off. the division. Division. I mean, kids being separated from their parents at the border, these crazy terrorists. What's that? What are you, hey, we're going to take your health care. We're going to kill second. What are you shaking your head there for? I thought Chris? he said we're not going to divide and do They're tired of the division, yeah. yes. So John Kasich is making the statement what happened with the Ohio special election is the message to the party is we're tired of the division, Chris. You don't think people are tired of the division? Yes, some people are tired of the division. Yes, tired. But why in the world is he just saying things that has nothing to do with Ohio? You mean things well, that divide? Yes, and then the divide, definitely. There's no kids being separated in the border. How dare you? People are tired. Tired of that division, Chris. The division of saying, I don't Stupid know, wrongly things. that kids are being separated at the border and put in cages? Yes. Huh. Okay, back that up. Start the beginning again. Here we go. John Kasich, tired of the divide. Go. Here we go. There's no question, no question. that people sent a message, sent a message. to the party. Uh, to Republicans that knock it off, knock it the off. chaos, the chaos, divisions. Division. I mean, kids being separated from their parents at right, the border, like these crazy tariffs. tariffs. Hey, we're going to take your health care. We're going to kill Obamacare, which means you're not going to have any health care. Wow. Or, you know, if you have a pre-existing condition, well, you know, you might be out of luck. I mean, this is kind of what gets communicated. 
And what's happened here? Well, hold on. Like, stop I, that right there then. So John Kasich says the problem with the party. Yes. Is people are tired party. of the division. Yes. And I'll explain how the division works by dividing. Yes. That's what he did. I'm going to divide right here while telling you people are part of the division. Didn't he run also uh-huh. that he will say, I don't know, repeal Obamacare during the 2016 election? <clears throat> yes, he did support uh, bits of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, he talked about lowering taxes yes. after he raised taxes. Yes. Yeah, he's been a debacle. Uh, John Kasich <laughs> believes in the green agenda. He believes in big government health care. Uh, he believes in expanding government. He explained all of these things as the great Republican, Chris, but the think the takeaway is, and the reason people of Ohio love John Kasich mm. is because he's a uniter, not a divider. Mm. When he calls people horrible names mm-hmm. and inaccurately reports what they have done as a politician or inaccurately reports their, their platform, mm-hmm. he's uh, doing that to unite. He's not dividing mm. when he gets it wrong. He's a uniter with just really bad facts. <laughs> <laughs> He's a uniter with inaccurate information. If he could get the information right, John, uh, Trump is not actually dividing people or separating kids at the border. There were no cages. He didn't do any, he didn't do any of that. You understand? Yeah. And by the way, the policy that he continued was started in previous administrations. And then he ended the policy, just, just so you know. So that's, that's not true. <laughs> Oh, if somebody had told me that before I went on television, I could have more effectively united, united people. people. That whole thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just bad information. <laughs> John, by the way, hmm, see, it's not just that people want to scream anti-Obama things. Their anti-Obama was based on his policies. Yes. And Obamacare, it's not that people like me say, I want to see people suffer and die. It's about... Um, how you accomplish these things. So if he just had more information, Uniter, that's what it is. A little more from John Kasich. And what's happened here, I cannot describe to you how amazing it was that the race was close. Because whoa, 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 whoa. Flag on the play. Wow. Republicans saying, I can't describe how amazing it was the race was close. Again, uh, the Republicans should have won by, you know, eight points, yeah. 10 points, whatever it was. Heavily Republic district voted for Trump, uh, supported John Kasich or whatever. So amazing. Now, I'll give them the benefit. Amazing can mean like an amazing spectacle, not necessarily amazingly good as we usually employ the word now. But he sounds pretty happy about this. Here we go. He does. And what's happened here? I cannot describe to you how amazing it was that the race was close. Because this Delaware Explain County, that. for because, example, right, I mean, like, I look well, at Columbus. I mean, a Republican in Delaware yeah. County, a Republican yeah. in Delaware County would normally get about 70 percent of the vote. This was like 50 50. And so if you look at, at how Donald Trump did in the general in Delaware County, probably got around, I don't know, 65 or 70. But then this candidate gets 50 percent. And it's because look, a lot of Republican women, they don't like this noise. They don't like this division. Oh, I see. Um, Back to the division. It was hold, interesting. On, stop, hold pause it. They don't like the division. The Republican women. What? Where did he get that from? Republican women. Like, you don't think he knows any Republican women? No. You no, think- he does not. <laughs> he does not know any Republican women. I think he probably does know some Republican women. Conservative, I'm not so sure, but he's been out there polling the Republican women. Oh, he's a pollster now? He's polling them. He's polling them? He's polling the Republican women. Thank you. He, uh, 
it's because the reason the Republican didn't win by more definitively makes the statement, it's because of Republican women, they don't like the divide. You know, I'll give you an example, the divide that I have been using over the past 45 seconds. (laughs) Again, back to divide while he continues to divide. And John Kasich, by the way, if he's trying to take the high road and getting all of the um, facts, figures, statistics, ideas, platforms, whatever wrong from the people he does not support, even if that's the case, John Kasich does not present it in a nice way. He doesn't just say, listen, Trump is bombastic. He says this stuff in a negative way and it turns people off. You know, I feel this. Or, no, John Kasich isn't likable no. on this. He's a douche when yes. he's talking about these and people. And right now he sounds douchey. That's because he's a douche. Here we go, a bit more. A lot of Republican women, they don't like this noise. They don't like this division. Um, and it was interesting what, your, uh, what one of your panelists said about yeah. the Democrat candidate. I mean, he was not that forceful. He was just not... Right. He, they, neither of them really emerged great, and I think it was a, basically a vote on what the people thought about Trump. I, that's interesting so, you say that. Um, you think Republican it's fair to care- I've been telling people that you could characterize this race, and this is no personal knock against either candidate, but that many voters saw it as generic Democrat versus generic Republican. Is that a fair assessment yeah, in your yeah. view? I don't, uh, well, I don't know what that means, Chuck, but here's what I do know. I know that in areas, suburbs, particularly where Republicans would win, Uh the Republican lost. I know that there were these Republican women that I've heard talking whenever I'm out. There it is. Hold it right there. When he's out and about, he hears Republican women talking. He does. He has heard them verbally communicate. I feel like somewhere in here is like a hashtag me two times that movement going happening. I'm wondering if he doesn't know these Republican women because... He was introduced to them via the binders of women that Mitt Romney had. I think he was going through Mitt Romney's binders of women and was like, here's the Republican ones. Here they are. Let's go listen to them talk. Let's go go to verbally, which I got to give him credit because all I hear is blah, blah, blah when it's most women speaking. But okay, here we go. I know that there were these Republican women that I've heard talking whenever I'm out and about. about. They they just were not either not going to vote or they were going to vote for Democrat. Ah. I mean, we may be in the beginning of entering (laughs) in some ways a post-partisan environment. Okay, hold on right there. We may be in some ways beginning to enter the first stages just prior to the actual event of a post-partisan world. (laughs) He really backed that up about five, six seconds or whatever. He listen to how he really threads this. And what does that mean? Do you really think we are anywhere near post-partisan? No, no, they're going to vote for Democrat. I mean, we may be in the beginning of entering in some ways, ways. a post-partisan environment. Yeah, Where people I'm, I'm, are going to stop listening, stop listening so much to the party and start yeah. taking the measure of what they're seeing. I mean, it's a really interesting <laughs> time. Oh, no, no, what no, is no. he saying, Doc? John, um, you may have your finger on the pulse of what happened. Or you might be right, but we are nowhere near postpartisan. I wish on? we were. Yes. You know, what we have to go through before we get to postpartisan a lot of partisan. Yes. We are smacking the. Is anybody willing to put their swords and shields down right now? No. It is beat people senseless, and it's not. When you say partisan, it's not just partisan Republican and and uh, Democrat, Democrat partisan or Republican Libertarian cons- no. uh, partisan. 
the parties, which is what parties mean, it also means left versus right partisan, yes. the, the split, the divide between ideas. People are beating themselves senseless. And one of the problems is that people do not as as closely align with the parties. No. That it's not as easy to say uh, as to say Democrat versus Republican because people are like, yes, I'm a Republican, but I hate those SOBs too because they've screwed so much of this stuff up. Yep. <clears throat> and the same thing on the Democrat side. So all these weird little splinters underneath that. But are we anywhere near being united in this outside of something dramatic happening instantly that would, you know, bring us together like aliens invade or something? No, that's not happening. We are absolutely going to continue to beat ourselves senseless over this stuff. I wish we would. But, John, if you really wished or believed we were there, why do you keep dividing? I have no problem with you taking a different stance than the party, you know, judging people on merit. That's all great, John. That's wonderful. Why are you inaccurately describing the policies of the president and others? All of the separation, ripping kids, separating families, that's a talking point of the left. It's not accurate. And even if there is any bits of truth to it, that is certainly not a nuanced answer. You're continuing that in order to divide. To or to, to and not just divide people against the president or Democrats or whatever, to divide himself, to separate himself from others, to say, look at what I'm doing better. That's the nature of politics. I do things better, I do things differently. Hire me, give me a job. That's what he did there. He used a talking, an anti-Trump talking point, whether it's Republicans, Democrats, conservatives, what it's an anti-Trump talking point to say that about separating families. He went right to the lowest common, you know, statement about Trump and immigration right now on MSNBC. <laughs> separating families. Check it off the list. Is that nuanced? Is that everything there is to it? John Kasich is pro-illegals. Yes. I'm not throwing that around. He is. Is there more to it? John, I've welcomed you on this program. I'm willing to dive deeper into it. Have a seat, buddy. Not willing to. Willing to go on MSNBC. Friendly audience there. So he's doing that. He's dividing while pretending he's taking the high road. A little bit more from Kasich. And start taking the measure of what they're seeing. I mean, it's a really interesting time. But if you're not positive, if you don't have a vision, if you don't unite people, if you don't lift people, and you're not an idea candidate, you're going to struggle. I think they should stay away from personality. This is not about attacking, you know, the president's first personality. This is about issues. I mean, what I don't understand. Fine. Attack people from different issues. That's fine. But it is attacking and being negative when you inaccurately depict them. Yes. And that's what he's doing. I'm not talking about making blanket statements like, listen, people on the Democrats, they want more government. That's pretty accurate. I mean, you can get in the nuance. That's fine. That's accepted. But what he's saying is using specific talking points of now used by Trump's opposition. The president's first personality. This is about issues. I mean, what I don't understand Mm -hmm. is if you're a Republican... Why aren't you standing up and saying, if you have a pre-existing condition on health care, we're going to make sure you're able to get health care? I mean, if the president Uh, says uh, the reason Republicans are not because the party, John Kasich, the party platform and most Republicans, uh, as far as what brings them, the Republican Party does not support that ideal. Instead of saying Republicans, you need to go against what should be the party platform. John, maybe you just finally change your party affiliation to Democrat. Yes. So what he's saying is not really 
We need less partisanship. Because remember, the idea behind parties, although they're flawed, is we vote similarly in blocks because we share certain values. And although that can get destructive, sure. John Kasich is preaching less partisanship, but what he really means is, I want more Democrats. I want the people right now with an R next to their name to be more like the D's. That's really what he's saying. He's not saying less partisanship. He's saying let's all become Democrats. Why aren't you standing up and saying, if you have a pre-existing condition on health care, we're going to make sure you're able to get health care? I mean, if the president says no, why are you putting up with that? When you see family separation at the border, separation. why don't you say it's wrong and these tariffs? Or when we're overseas right. and, the, and we're into this you know, wrecking ball foreign policy, just say you right. don't agree with it. it. If people don't like it, first of all, you know, I don't believe you got to cater to anybody to win. I right. think you got to be who you are He's and say catering. what you believe. And Chuck, if you don't win, guess what? You'll have a better life than uh, if you do. There That's is the life. There secret. is wait, life. Wait. After- so you'll have a better life if you don't win. John Kasich <laughs> has has begged to be president. <laughs> he was a congressman, bailed on that, and for a few years, and then it's like I got to run for office again. I need to be governor. Ran for governor, a re-election campaign, and got elected. During that, ran for president. But you'll have a better life. He knows what you and I don't know. If you've not held office, what John Kasich knows that you don't know is you'll have a better life if you don't run. Yet he continues to run. Yes. You'll have a better life, but I'm going to continue to run. And by the way, I don't know. That sounds like a bunch of crap to me, too. And this little interview sounds like he's trying to run again. He's playing moderate. Do you know why it sounds that way? Why? Because he's trying to run again. Mm. There is no question. You have not seen the last of John Kasich running for office. You know, I don't oh, believe you got to cater to anybody. To- let's go to a break. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. If you would please follow us on the Twitter, it's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. It's so many other things to get to today. Uh, I'm trying to think which one I want to do. All right, we'll do this. Do you remember uh, when uh, Santa Monica, sorry, excuse me, Santa Barbara criminalized straws a couple weeks ago yes yes they, yes they, they did they criminalized the straw use yes okay and uh, banned them and other people or areas have banned straws yes. but they didn't criminalize it no they criminalized santa barbara saying you can go to jail if you use straws <laughs> crazy well when they did it a couple weeks ago one of the councilmen there had an interesting comment on why it was necessary to do that okay uh councilman jesse dominguez and this kind of outside of Santa Barbara, flew under the radar screen for a while, and now it's surfaced because he apologized for saying, unfortunately, common sense is just not common. We have to regulate every aspect of people's lives. No. The reason they need straws is common sense is not common. I'll give him that. It's right. And therefore, we have to regulate every aspect of people's lives. What? 
even in Santa Barbara, even in California, people were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on there, Jesse. Let's let's talk about that. So then he apologized for it a couple weeks later. (laughs) Now, Uh, why would the people of Santa Barbara, obviously a more progressive area, be mm -hmm. disturbed by that? That's a good question. They believe in big government and regulation. We have to regulate every aspect of people's lives. The truth is, there are aspects of their lives they don't want regulated by the government. Oh, they want them some straws regulated and plastic bags and some other things to make sure they're not hurting Mother Gaia. (laughs) But they don't want you in their bedroom. No. And they don't want you in certain aspects of abortion. They don't want you in their womb. They don't want any of that stuff. Mm -mm. So they don't want every aspect of their lives regulated. No. The, I mean, the extreme socialists like the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yes. I mean, she does. People like that. Bernie Sanders do. But they don't. And this is the true common ground here where you explain to those people, fine, listen, I don't want to regulate your bedroom. Fine. That's on you. In fact, I don't even want to know what's going on in there. I've seen some of you. Right? You know what I mean? I don't. So how about you stop trying to regulate my life? There's the common ground. There it is. Yes, I know there are things that you feel passionately about, but that's on me. Do you like people saying, well, I feel so passionate about homosexuality because my Bible tells me it's a sin. Mm. Therefore, I dot to. No, that's my. That's on me then. Great. Then give me the same respect about the things that I want. Trans fats. Mm, Nitrates. Eat them all up. See what I'm saying? Stop trying to tell me not to eat as much salt. In fact, I don't even want to hear reports that you've done on too much salt. Stop it. Stop spending my money. Private company wants to do it. So be it. There's the crux. He has apologized now. He said, I just want to apologize. So he started the meeting. For, oh, that's it? He, no, there's no. Oh, more, okay, okay. We have to regulate every aspect of people's yes, lives. Yes, that sounds do. like a personal belief of his. Yes. Okay. I just want to apologize. A few weeks ago, I made a stay. I get straight. A few weeks ago, I made a string of words in a rhetorical fashion about regulation, and they were taken at, were not taken as rhetorical, and that's my fault. So I want to apologize. Okay. He made a string of words in a rhetorical <laughs> fashion about regulation, and they were not taken as rhetorical. That's his fault. <laughs> What is what does that mean? Yeah, does it, what does it mean? I think it means he was being honest, but he just didn't want people, people to, know. to know. Here's why. I actually looked up rhetorical. Most of you have a pretty good sense of what it is. But yeah. the definary de- definition, three parts of relating to or concerned with rhetoric employed for rhetorical effect, meaning a rhetorical question or given to rhetoric. So we have to look up rhetoric really comes down to rhetoric, the art of speaking or writing effectively. Mm. The study of principles and rules of composition formulated by critics of ancient times. The study of writing or speaking as a means of communication. Okay. So it's not the study. We throw no. that out. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Speaking or writing effectively. Mm. Did he mean that? He was being effective in his speaking? No, because he's apologizing no, for getting saying, it yeah. wrong. Okay. Skill, a skill in the effective use of speech. Was he being skillful in the effective... No. no, a type or mode of language or speech, speech insincere or grandiloquent language. In other words, ins, insincere mm-hmm. or over the top. Hmm, okay, so maybe he means that. 
and then verbal. De- so he mean he meant insincere. Yes. Right. That's what you take it yes. down to like a rhetorical question mm-hmm. type of thing where you don't necessarily want an answer for it. And it may be got it. So he's saying he put words together in an insincere fashion that were taken not as insincere. So he wasn't serious. Did he lie? Yeah. He got to common sense is not common. We just have to regulate every aspect of people's lives. Then why would you say that? Were you just a little over the top? We have to regulate every aspect. You just want to regulate a lot of them. Mm. Why not just admit who you are? Because people called him out on it. If today people had not called him out, would he have apologized? If he even heard back the tape and went, I, that was not really what I meant. Mm-hmm. No, he would have let it go. Yes. He only apologized because he knew it didn't play well. He really believes this stuff. Like the good little socialist he probably is. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. sense and comedy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson all right it's uh, probably a really good thing we've told people about the wax rx system because they've got a lot of ears bleeding from listening to john Kasich. i think it can help flush out uh blood dried blood from your ears when you've got a brain bleed from having listened to john Kasich, you just like just stop stop it right there that's funny i just think it makes such a great point of of who who some people are and the divide that's really happening. Hmm. Most Americans, as we've said before, have more in common. We just keep hearing from these people like John Kasich that the media like MSNBC puts up. Why, why would they have John Kasich on? Why wouldn't they have some uh, true conservative uh, libertarian? Why wouldn't they do that? Because they know this actually helps inspire people to go out and vote. The people on the left, just we just got to keep going out there and getting people to vote Democrat. Look, there are reasonable people. We just need to bring them over. Yep. That's all it is. It, it makes their point even more. Even within the party, they know how horrible Donald Trump is. Yes. Even within the party. Look, the, a governor, a Republican governor, knows how horrible he is and that they're separating families. Please. Yeah, if you have the brain bleed... Mm-hmm. And you're looking to uh, try to get that dried blood out of your ears in the coming couple of days, or even wax. Try the Wax RX system. That's really what it was designed for to get that wax buildup out of your yep. ears. And it's really a simple process. Three steps. You got the eardrops that put uh, you put in your ears, and it softens the earwax up. Then you've got the specially designed pump that flushes it all out, and then you've got a pH balance rinse, which leaves your ears soft and supple. And you could get the system at usewaxrx.com. Go to the website usewaxrx.com. Order it today, but don't forget the promo code radio because it'll be shipped to your door for free let's be frank at pa tweeting hashtag what i learned today ronald reagan morning in america john Kasich, summer's eve in america (laughs) (laughs) see he's douchey that's pretty good good kathy and the bird Kasich is a fox in the hen house you know, Kathy, I'm going to take a little... I, I know where you're going with this, and I kind of agree, but Fox has given him a little too much credit. Yes. Just a bit. Yes. That implies that he's really smart and shrewd. Yes. Eh, 
A little bit. Stephen English, John Kasich is more butthurt from losing a primary than Hillary is from losing the presidency. <laughs> That's so true. I'd say they're at least on par. B from SAV uh, saying, hmm, great commentary, Chris Cruz. Why? What did you say? I, I said, mm-hmm. 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 Well, that's my role in this show. My role is to co-sign and move on. You're you're the silk to my diamond. Yeah. Did I get him right? Yes. I don't know who's who. Yes. You got so right. diamond is diamond the, is the is the, the spokesperson, and then silk is the mm-hmm. hype man, hype woman. Mm-hmm. You're the hype man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, you got. Are you the hype man? I am. Now you're supposed to go, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry Apparently sorry. you're not. <laughs> Speaking duck to me now what I learned today. Hooray! We're reading the dictionary on the morning blaze this morning. Please stay awake. I was using that to make a point. I was going to say, you did How pretty good. How dare you? You did pretty good. I was like... Okay. I Point taken. Next hour, read the thesaurus instead. <laughs> Never understood those two books. It's really interesting. The Steve 42 comedy is listening to John Kasich explain how to win the presidency. <laughs> uh, that's a really good point there. Florida man saying, wait, did we just had a Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez reference without a guitar riff? Come on, know. Chris. Come on, Jedi Master Martin. I don't know what he's talking. First of all, Jedi Master Martin is in it wherever, and I don't, I don't even know. We got some guy in here I've never even seen before. Seen before. We decided to just start pulling people off the street and putting yes. them in the studio, yes. uh, pushing buttons, and I have never yes. seen them before. Yes. I'm not even... I think you could just show up here and say you work here, and it's like, here's the equipment, just run it, because I just see people come in and start running stuff, and I've never seen them before. So Either we, that, or they don't ask my opinion on hiring. Why would they ask your opinion on hiring? Because it's our little show here. Yeah, but what does it matter who they put in the seat and that's it? So far, have you seen in the last two years, we've had great board operators. Don't you think we should keep trusting them? Wait, what? In the last two years, we had great board operators. Should we question them the way they hire people here? You mean here? Yes. What, you're, you're talking about here. You're yes. great. I'm talking about that room right there. Does How great we, mean something different in Puerto Rico? No, I'm you? talking about the f- fantastic, amazing. Don't make me great. get the dictionary out again. Uh, you're going to have great to. Great is not using what I think it is. Th- we had great. great. Does it mean incompetent? Does it mean like late for work? Does it mean, I don't know. Okay, we'll have to discuss this more. Okay. Let's move to uh, yes. the audio by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Here we go. She's uh, being interviewed and uh, had some interesting thoughts. Here we go. We don't talk about what defense costs. We're about to hit a trillion dollars in debt because of the corporate tax cuts. Yet when we talk about pre-K, health care, college, exactly. suddenly it's unrealistic because of the costs. And it's not mm-hmm. just bad faith Republicans that make that argument. You hear it from Democrats yep. as well. What's okay, your hold on a second. That? Hold on right there. So he's asking her a pretty good question. Yes, it is. Um, but the way he says it already, you know, makes a statement. He's already answering the question. He's, how do you pay for this stuff? We don't just hear it from bad faith Republicans. Bad faith. You mean like Muslims? (laughs) Muslim Republicans? What do you... Really? You go there? uh, Buddhist? (laughs) There we go. Much better. Buddhist Republicans? (laughs) Sikh Republicans? Bad faith? I mean, if you... Most of them are Christian. That's the good faith to them, then. Yes. Is that what he's saying? Yes, I guess. Or does he mean, like, disingenuous, or they're not helping people enough? Is that... Can we get the dictionary again? I know. Seriously. (laughs) Speaking that called us out. I think we need it. So, bad faith Republicans. He said, but you also hear this from some Democrats. So, 
let's just say Republicans he, that do not believe what he believes about helping okay. all people, just providing all of these government services. Got it. But we also hear that. How do you pay for this question from Democrats? Yeah. So he's saying this is a BS question, but let me go ahead and throw this out there because we keep hearing people. <laughs> Listen, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We love you so much. Yes. We're such socialists. You're right about giving people all this stuff because we care. But we keep hearing him saying this talking point, this question, how do you pay for it? That's really what he's saying. <laughs> yes. But yes. we don't just hear it from everybody. We hear it from some Democrats. How dare they? How dare they ask how you pay for it? How dare they just challenge you? You just want to take you just want them to take your word and just move on? That is a reasonable question about yes. everything. Forget socialism for a moment republicans what do you want we want a big military great how how do you pay for it this is the reason i bring up that now very close to 21 trillion dollar national debt how are you paying for that obviously you haven't been paying for it i wish more people this is not yes this is a a major question about the foundation of socialism that is being preached by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders. Yes. This is a serious question, but it's not just limited to them. It's limited to everybody. What do you want the role of government to be? How do you pay for it? Even if it's as simple as, we want government out of damn near everything, and they should pay for virtually nothing. Virtually nothing or nothing. Yeah. Is it virtually? Great. <sighs> How do you pay for it? Listen, we're not going to pay for anything, but we're going to have weekly meetings here at this town council. Great. How do you pay for it? Are there worker bees that have to turn the lights on? It should, in everything, how do you pay for it? Okay, having asked all that, he uh, presents this question to her. Bad faith Republicans and Democrats, let's go back to him interviewing her. It's unrealistic because of the cost, and it's not just bad faith Republicans that make that argument. You hear it from Democrats yep. as well. What's your response to that? Well, I think it, it's that same exact thing. It's that we, you know, they say, how are you going to pay for it? As though they haven't used these same ways to pay for unlimited wars, to pay for trillion-dollar tax cuts and tax cut extensions. They Okay, use okay, hold on a second, hold on. She's right about that. Okay, if her argument now is, hey, that's a great question, how do you pay for it? Yes. You know? And we have paid for certain things. They don't ask about the military. She's right. There are plenty of Republicans and bad faith Democrats who don't pay for the stuff. They just want this. They push it through. And you're like, how come we don't have a balanced budget? How come we don't have a balanced budget? That's a really good question. Why have we not balanced the budget? Left, right, Democrats, Republicans. Why haven't we done it? And if she's saying, well, we do have money. We just need to... Figure out where we're going to put that money. money, That's a good question. That's a good debate to have. Mm -hmm. Right? Here we go. A little more. As though they haven't used these same ways to pay for unlimited wars, to pay for trillion-dollar tax cuts and tax cut extensions. They use these mechanisms to pay for these things all the time. They only want to know it just seems like their pockets are only empty when we're talking about education and investing in human capital in the united states education health care now hold on a second so she is saying because i i don't know if she's done the numbers she's run the numbers and you look at them um she's saying that 
we shouldn't be focused on the military and these other things and we should be putting it in healthcare and whatnot. Okay, great. Um, who's going to protect us? So we cut the military? What does she want to cut? Okay, great. I'm with you. you. You've made a choice now. You've said we have a finite amount of money. You've finally gotten that apparently as a socialist, right? And uh, she's not talking about raising more revenue, meaning taxing people more. She's talking about the way we divide it up. Got it. Where do you want to cut to pay for it? Forget all the failures of government controlling health care and all of the problems. That just on the numbers, if you want to pay for it, great. You want to cut other things. What specifically do you want to cut? Because I'm fine with cutting some of the military. I think it is bloated. We know the failures. We know things that they've been buying. The, you know, the overpriced things that they have purchased. And then the things that we shouldn't have you know, been spending on anyway, like the Bradley fighting vehicle, for example. Stuff like this. The F thirty, the FU thirty five. Okay, here we go. A little more. Human capital in the United States: education, healthcare, housing, um, and investing in the middle class. All of a sudden, you know, there's nothing left. All of a sudden, the wealthiest nation in the world has. We're just totally scarce, um, and we have complete scarcity when it comes to the things that are most important. And so, complete scarcity on things that are most important. Uh, I'm assuming when she says things that are most important. Is, she means all those things she yeah, said. Healthcare, taking care of people, all of that stuff. Completely scarce? <laughs> Do you know the amount of money we spend? The amount of people that we insure? The amount of people we get government uh, um, special little goodies to? Various forms of assistance, welfare, WIC and whatnot? What is it, close to 50%? <clears throat> Less now over the past couple of years. But under the Obama administration, it went as high as, what, 47% of the people were getting some form of government benefit? I don't mean like Social Security benefit, I mean welfare programs. That's, that's not enough. We've been completely scarce at providing these things at 47% of people on welfare. Not to mention all of the college tuitions and other things and other programs that people get help with. Not to mention yeah. the free schooling that every child gets in America. Yeah. Okay, a little more from her. When it comes to the things that are most important. And so uh, for me, I think it belies a lack of moral priority. Um, and oh, thank it's God. Unfortunate. Hold it there. Thank God. Finally, she's bringing up the morality, morality. of it. Wow. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> has just... Taking the moral high ground from you libertarians and conservatives. You gotta be kidding me. It's moral for them to take your money and give it to somebody else because those somebody else's need certain things without regulation or concern or you even knowing those person. That's a better system than you currently as conservative libertarians giving far more to charity than anybody on the left does. And I'd be willing to bet most of you have given far more than she has. It's far more responsible and effective for the government to do it rather than you personally regulate or get to know people in your community. Remember, it's not just about donating to people. It's not just about giving people stuff. It's also about you truly feeling their suffering. It's not enough for you to chuck money into a, a little uh, cauldron on the way into a store around Christmas time. You're supposed to understand what those people go through, truly putting yourself in their position, feeling their pain and struggling, and then 
not giving the extra you have, but giving what you have and you have less than that you're not able to use and you feel the pain. Yep. But for her, it's just, I need to feel better about it. Do you see the flaw? Yeah. You're supposed to feel bad about it. You're supposed to feel that those people are suffering and you feel their pain. Not, I'm constantly wringing my hands because I'm an emotional basket case and I'm trying to force other people to do so I can feel better. A complete 180. little more from her. Lack of moral priority. Um, and it's unfortunate. I think that, but I also think a lot of these folks, especially those, on, I think perhaps on the Democratic side, perhaps they don't even see it. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's a generous interpretation or not, but I I legitimately think that they start kind of buying into conservative talking points. They get dragged into their court. Whoa, 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 what, what? Can you make me a list? Please. Show me what what talking points Democrats are falling for. Which ones? Please. Is the media just not finding them? <laughs> Is this a, like some sort of media collusion to not... Who? Tell me what. What Please. did I miss? Give I me like, one. I would like to keep saying that same talking point. What talking, talking point? <laughs> I just played for you John Kasich using Democrat talking point. The talking point of how do you pay for it? Oh. Is it back to that one? I guess. That's not a Republican no. talking point. Here we go. But I I legitimately think that they start kind of buying into conservative talking points. They get dragged into their court all the time. And I think it it is yes. because there's this really myopic, myopic and also just misunderstanding of politics as this flat two-dimensional left-right thing. Um, and so they always feel like, okay, the right says this thing, we have to respond to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're winning. That's why they've won for the last 10 years because they've dragged us onto their court. And we we refuse to have our own strong message to force them to play defense on. Chris Cruz, you got a chuckle button there, buddy. We, we won the last 10 years? Yeah. Where the hell does this stupid girl has been? Not in Puerto Rico because they haven't won either. <laughs> so, like, where has she been for the last 10 years? Um, Obama was in office. So, was he a Republican in her mindset? Actually, he may have been too far to the right. It's, that's All I hear here is the Democratic Party right now, it is not left enough. So in her eyes, the Republicans. Right. So what? there is something very telling there, too. Where, and it kind of shows her plan and the others. And you've probably known this. Maybe you've thought about it or maybe just instinctually or subconsciously. Where she says, uh, we're not going to answer their questions. We're not going to respond to them because it's a myopic view of just, you know, two left or right. It's, Mm. you know, there's not it's not uh, just one or the other. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so she's not going to answer the questions. Mm. Things like how do you pay for it? Mm -hmm. We're not going to get dragged in that. We're just going to speak our truth, so to speak. We're just going to say it. We're not going to. Those questions, yes, have been used for political purposes to say certain things. But quite often they are real questions about the the flaws or what I believe or other people believe are flaws of your platform. She's not going to answer them. She went to and has gone almost exclusively to sympathetic, 
media outlets. Yep. This guy, I don't even wear this aired. This looks like this something on somebody's yeah, podcast yeah. in somebody's basement, and he's what, 25? Yes. Same thing? Millennial. Okay. Yep. I mean, and, and younger end, too. Yes, the younger end, yeah. So he's not going to ask her any difficult questions. No. He believes the same stuff, so she just gets... That's called propaganda. Yes. So uh, this is their plan. Don't answer anybody else's question and just continue to produce propaganda. <laughs> Unbelievable. She's a good little socialist, isn't yeah, she? Yes, she is. She's I, pretty hot, too. She's she's growing on me now. She's what? She's getting down the hot zone. Hot? Yes. Like attractive? Yes. I don't know what it is. But she's getting there. She's getting there. I'm I'm getting a little worried about you now. No, dude, she's got the crazy eyes. Forget the forget the blah blah coming out of her mouth. That's enough to you know completely disqualify her from hothood. But if you're just looking at pictures, the eyes, the crazy I'm going to stab you in the heart while you sleep eyes. What is that? That's feisty. That's who I see. I see feisty. Okay, that's fine. All right. You know what? Let me get a break in here and come back. Get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Politics has really become a spectator sport in America. Everybody believes yeah. they're a pundit. Um, we love to watch it. Down, and that's part of the problem. We look at them like sports teams as well. People want to take the sides. It's it's a uh, pastime for them. It's yeah. something to do. It's entertainment on a completely different level. If if you're one of those people, and I am to a degree. It starts with, you know, the issues because I'm trying to, you know, figure out what's going on. But then we also have to discuss this thick, this stuff. Well, if you are one of those people, kind of a political junkie, you're definitely going to want to listen to The Briefing by Sean Spicer. It's the new audiobook by Sean Spicer. It's called The Briefing and it's available, among other places, at audible.com. You can get it at Audible. You can also probably get a hard copy if you're so interested in it. But um, it's in Sean's voice. In other words, he reads it. Yeah. It's the audio book. And that's great because you get to hear Sean describe what's going on. It's like it's like being interviewed and telling what happened during the Trump administration's transition, the first seven months when he was the press secretary, how Scaramucci came about, how Scaramucci left, how he <laughs> left. It's really a first uh, uh, the first insider account written by a member of the Trump team from the campaign to the White House. And how Trump acts behind the scenes. <clears throat> Sean, we're getting killed out there. Sean, Sean, we're getting killed out there. I can't. Oh, that is so cool. So imagine for a moment that Trump, in all of his failings at being presidential. Okay. Right. Traditionally presidential. For all the things that he doesn't do where he's not presidential, where people are like, look at him. Even people on the right that support him are like, man, the guy, you know, he says to stop like this, whatever. Imagine if that's him still putting it on. Like, that's him acting presidential. So... You know, behind the scenes, presidents kind of let their hair down a little bit, right? They mm-hmm. they may not act the same way. They're not as presidential. So what's he like behind the scenes if he's not? Right. Oh, my gosh. See, we, we keep thinking that this is just how he is behind the scenes, yes. whatever. He's he's more casual behind the scenes? Well, we were, it, 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 as, as Sean is talking about the book, and it, it seems like 
Trump is like even cooler behind the scene. It has to be hilarious. <laughs> well, you can find out yourself by checking out the briefing. Mm. Briefing. It's the audio book from Sean Spicer, available at Audible.com. If you're a Prime member, you may actually have a deal with Audible, so check that out. Go to Audible or other places audiobooks are found and look for the briefing by Sean Spicer. Larky Farkin saying Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez must be talking about Alex Jones' conservative talking points. She really is. I honest to God, folks, I I wish we could truly have some conversations with these yeah. people. Not even being the gotchas, going with the listen. You're never going to change, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. You're never no. going to change. But let's try to figure out something here. Yeah. Let's see if there's anything we could agree upon and start there. Thank you. We just don't want it. We're just going to continue. I think like this. But don't worry, we're really close, somewhat, kind of, to being beyond it all. Believe it or not, <laughs> you are actually being informed this is the morning blaze with doc thompson on the blaze radio network Thanks so much for joining us. If you would, please follow us on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show and at Real Chris Cruz. And uh, get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Lots of uh, stuff coming in here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is the legendary, wait for it, Dairy Jackhole. Yes! James. Wait for Legend it. Legend Dairy Jackhole. Oh, that's a, that's a good from Hot Mother. Legend Dairy. There it is. I like it. Uh, even like if it. Uh, one of us is living in poverty, then... Again, if even one of us is living in poverty, then to be equal, we must all live in poverty. We can't judge people for making base bad financial decisions. That's what he's saying, obviously, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. reference to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Other tweets now. Hashtag what I learned today. Uh, you got uh, Kool Aid with a C saying "fu thirty five Talk about someone is in Washington finally being honest. Yeah, that's right. No, it's not in Washington. It's us. <laughs> yeah, that was us saying. In Washington, they're not being no, honest at all not about the F-35. A- the F-35 is a failure. Yes. It is a an absolute failure. Now, if in the coming couple of days, weeks, years, they start going, wow, it's uh, we've turned it completely around and it's one of the best aircrafts ever. Fine. It is still a failure for the trillions of dollars they have spent on it now. There's three versions of it. Yes, they one are. for the Marines, yep. one for the Air Force, one yep. for the Navy. Yep. It, there's so many failures. Yep. Really, really bad. I like this one. Uh, Dylan saying Chris Cruz has finally hit Brad Stagg's status for judging hotness. Oh my gosh, you have with. Uh, it's not as bad as him liking uh, oh, Debbie. Yeah. What's her name? Schultz. That that's, might be the worst for Nancy weird. Pelosi. That's so weird. But here's the thing. I don't know why, but uh, this is from. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, legendary wait for it uh, saying I don't know why but in Chris Cruz's defense from the neck down mm-hmm. she's hot uh, from the eyes down well the nose through let's just move on 
All right, what's going on with uh, Kavanaugh? With Kavanaugh, I have no idea. Are we? Are they moving forward? When are the hearings going to happen? No. Let's bring in uh, Tom Jipping from the Heritage Foundation. Hey, Tom, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning. Doing great. So, where are we at with uh, Judge Kavanaugh's um, confirmation process? Well, we're in the middle of what you might call the the, the great paper chase. That is the <laughs> gathering of material from different parts of Kavanaugh's legal career. Uh, the the committees received the judiciary committees received over 125,000 pages from the George Bush Library about Kavanaugh's service in the White House Counsel's Office, and they've got almost. Uh, 500 opinions that he's either written or joined on the the court of appeals, but Democrats still want more. They want more documents about the least relevant part of his career, which was when he served as staff secretary. So we're kind of in that uh, game of chicken right now, gathering material. There's plenty in the public record to fully evaluate his nomination. I think the hearing is likely to be uh, early to maybe mid September. Uh, so in a, in about a month or so, and then uh, it'll be a squeaker to get him on the Supreme Court when they start the first Monday in October. Uh, but that's kind of what the time frame looks like. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the political ramifications of uh, for for you know senators on the, from from the Democrat side if uh, if they want to be really tough, if they want to go ahead and still vote for him. I mean, what's going to make them? I guess they would want to be the loyal opposition if you're that close to an election. Well, there, there's there's two groups of Democrats, I think, that are involved here. The, the largest is, is really about 90 percent of the Democratic caucus, and they're far to the left. They're following Chuck Schumer. They're the types that announced they would oppose the nominee even before they knew who he was. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's funny that people who said they would oppose him are still demanding documents about him. I'm not sure what they plan to discover about the nominee they already oppose. But then you've got just a handful of Democrats, people like Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Joe Donnelly of Indiana, Heidi Heitkamp, uh, and a couple of others who are, you know, they represent red states that Trump won. Uh, those senators voted for Neil Gorsuch last year, Trump's first Supreme Court nominee, and they voted for a number of of Trump's appeals court nominees, who, some of whom have been controversial. So this isn't a blank slate for them. It's not an automatic, you know, knee jerk. We're going to oppose whoever Trump nominates. Uh, I, I think it's still the most likely outcome is that he will be confirmed and he will be confirmed with at least a few Democratic votes. Interesting. Uh, Joe isn't, uh, he's running for re-election this fall, right? He's up again? Correct. Yeah, yep. so so that could actually help the Republicans because Joe has to really be close to that in a state like West Virginia. I mean, he has to play uh, very conservative. So uh, in a lot of cases, the Democrats up for re-election would run away from Kavanaugh. But for somebody like Joe Manchin, he may have to run towards him a little bit. I I think that's true. And remember, again, he voted for Neil Gorsuch last Mm -hmm. year. Manchin has voted for even some of the real controversial appeals court nominees. Trump won West Virginia by, what, 40 points or something like that. Uh, It's going to be it's a hard sell to the people of West Virginia to tell them that five members of the Supreme Court ought to run the country. Um, Mm -hmm. They believe, you know, they believe that they should run the country. So does Brett Kavanaugh. 
And that's why I think Joe Manchin will support him. So Dick Durbin is kind of pushing this idea that or suggesting that Kavanaugh may have misled the Senate when he was appointed to the U.S. Court of Appeals in 2006. What is that based on? Um, You know, first of all, you'd think it was based on something new. This is exactly the same argument he made in 2007, 11 years ago. And it's based on nothing more than a single conversation. Here's what happened. Uh, Kavanaugh worked in the White House Counsel's Office during 2001 to 2003. He did not work on any of the terrorism-related issues, things like interrogation techniques or detention policy. He was asked about that at his hearing. He said, I didn't have any role in it. And then the Washington Post reported on a single conversation that took place in 2002 in which Brett Kavanaugh, who had clerked for Justice Anthony Kennedy, he was simply speculating that he thought Justice Kennedy uh, would, would vote a particular way on one of those issues. He did not give his own opinion. He did not give a legal opinion. He did not participate in any way in formulating those policies. So on the basis of one newspaper report of one con- one conversation, Dick Durbin then says, oh, I think he misled the committee. It, it's it's If you were to call that argument bogus, it would give bogus a bad name. <laughs> What do you put, and this is just obviously speculation, no one knows for sure, the likelihood that he gets confirmed. Is that going to happen, do you think? I, I think, yeah, I think it's likely he will be confirmed. I think the the two or three Democrats that I mentioned, as well as Senators Collins and Murkowski, who are the two uh, pro-choice Republicans, I think they're all going to either vote yes or they're all either going to vote no. And I think I think they will vote for him and I think he will be confirmed. I think the same kind of arguments about the proper role of the courts, because that's really what this is about. It's not about abortion or any specific issue. It's about what are judges supposed to do in the system of government that we have. I think the kind of arguments that that really are are the most sound and the most common sense, I think those are going to appeal uh, to those two Republicans and to at least a few Democrats. So I think at this point, um, I think he will be confirmed. Well, I wish you, I, I wish you were right about uh, about that, about the proper role of government. I think that's a that is an a true conversation we need to have and a decision, a consensus Americans need to come to one way or the other. What is this role going to be? And then we head down the road for some. I do think it is specifically about a couple of issues like abortion, but I, th- I think you're right. That's we need, we need to decide who we are. Yeah, I think, no, I think you're right about that. I mean, there, there are, there's one side that thinks judges are supposed to, uh, accomplish certain political objectives. They're supposed to serve certain political interests. That's the side that says, you know, we we got abortion from the courts. We want to keep it from the courts. And the other side that says, look, I, I want to know how Judge Kavanaugh is going to approach all of his cases. I want to know that he's going to take the same kind of impartial approach to every case, no matter what the issue is, that judges aren't supposed to be picking winners and losers and serving certain political agendas. That's the the big cosmic debate over judges. It has been for decades. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which of these two kind of judges does America need on the bench? So what kind of judge is Kavanaugh? Is he going to be good for conservatives? There's no doubt that Brett Kavanaugh is the kind of judge that our system of government was designed to have. He approaches uh, 
cases impartially. That is, he starts with the law, and he starts with the law as it's written, not as he makes it up. And then he goes to whatever result the law requires. He, he consciously tries to take his own views, his own preferences or politics, whatever that may be, out of the equation. He does that deliberately and consistently. That's exactly the kind of judge that our system of government was designed to have. I think there's a good chance, even if um, b- before any reelection, that Trump could could get another pick on the Supreme Court. And if he gets reelected, I think it's likely he gets another pick. I, I think you're right about that. I mean, um, I, I've heard it said that the closest thing to eternal life on this planet is the tenure of a federal judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, federal judges in our system can step down when they choose to. That said, uh, you know, you can look at the demographics. Uh, I mean, yep. Justice Ginsburg is 85 years old. She says she's got at least five more years in the oh. tank. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think she controls as much of the universe as she thinks no, she no, does. No. But, but I, I think, um, you know, if he certainly if he is reelected, we're talking six more years. I think it is very likely that he would have one or two more appointments. It's funny if you play that five years out and Trump were to get reelected, that would be the end of toward the end of his second term. That's one where, I mean, these judges know what they're doing. She tries to play it for beyond that. That's, that's, you know, let me go ahead and retire when the next guy's in and hope it's somebody that is ideologically aligned with me. I mean, that's the game they play. People were hoping that that's what she was, that she would have done before uh, the end of Obama's term. And I think a lot on the left were mm-hmm. surprised or, or disappointed that she didn't do that. No, I, you know, no one knows. Yeah how the mind of the notorious RBG really works. But, um, you know, that's where we are. And uh, I think we're, we're in a process of shifting the court toward uh, a more traditional role uh, that, that takes some of the power away from the Supreme Court and gives it where it belongs, and that is to the people and their elected representatives. Tom, appreciate the uh, help this morning. Uh, always love talking to people from Heritage Foundation. Thank you so much for your insight. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Have a great time. He's the uh, deputy director of the Edwin Meese Center for Legal and Judicial Studies and a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Love that foundation. What's that? I love that foundation. Heritage Heritage does a great job. They really do. Uh, It's funny because when you think about people retiring like that, and again, you know they play these games. Four years is a long time to wait when you're 85 I mean, you're counting your days anyways. You know, what am I going to do? And although their schedule is not grueling, no. assuming you're in basic good health for 85, okay. you get a lot of help. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's not like they're saying, you know, as being part of the Supreme Court, every day you've got to run a marathon and, you know, all this grueling, you work 22 hours a day. It's not like that. But still, you just want to be done with it. I'm yeah. 85. I already made the decision to retire. I can't retire under this guy. All right, I'll wait four years. And don't you want to retire and have some, like, things to do before you die? You know, it's like, uh, the way I see her retiring, it's like, come on, just retire so you could do, like, I don't know, something in your golden years. That's the reason why you retire, to enjoy the last bit of you have Well, right. And like I said, they get a lot of time off and they have people writing for them and whatever. But still, once you're done, you're done. But it's not even four years. So some of them were probably thinking, great, I'll retire as soon as Hillary's in. Yes. Oh, Got to wait four years. Ooh, incumbents get elected, you know, more than, than, okay. If I wait the four years, what if he gets reelected? 
Oh, then I'm not out for eight years. And even then, (gasps) what what if another Republican's elected? See, it's always an if. If you knew definitively, if she said, all right, I know, I have proof that he is not going to get reelected and it'll be a Democrat or whatever. You're like, okay, maybe I stick it out four years. You know I'm out of it, right? No, you don't know. No. So any of those that are hoping for after 2020 could be four more years, and even then it's no guarantee he's done. Then it becomes even more the political issue like Gorsuch was. Oh, yeah. Right? The Merrick Garland Gorsuch thing. Garland. So a lot of people voted for Trump exclusively because of the Supreme Court pick. And they were rewarded. So good for them. It's just fascinating. Anyways, we'll uh, keep you abreast of that. But he said likely the hearings would be prior to the election in September, September. And then October would be it. That becomes a significant campaign issue. Maybe the campaign issue. Again, once again, the Supreme Court uh, pick gets to be the, the talking point. If you have not tried Brickhouse Nutrition's uh, Field of Greens, what are you waiting for? This is going to be something that's going to help you quite a bit. It's an easy way for you to, to start eating healthier and getting those vegetables that you're not getting. Today's world, with all you do, aren't you looking for some easy solutions? Yeah. Like, for example, yesterday I cooked uh, buffalo chicken, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. And the girl goes, what about my veggies? I go, pour it. <coughs> and I says, water, here's your veggies. Yeah, but why don't you cook them? Really? You want me to cook veggies right now? No, wait, wait a minute. So about her veggies, because she wants to, she likes veggies? She likes she's veggies. In? Yeah, she's a veggie girl. She Ooh. loves veggies. And I was like, what about this? Drink this brick house, Don, you know. Um, so it was a lifesaver. It saved yes. you from looking like the insensitive fiance. Yes. I did think about your vegetables. Bloop, 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 bloop. Yes, Here I you did. go. Here they are. I just mixed it in there. Yeah, I thought you wanted to drink and be healthy at the same time. Here you go. <gasps> Forgot to tell you, speaking of veg- veggies, mm. you know what season it is. I tweeted about it last night. Yeah. It's New Mexico hatch oh, yeah. green chili season. Yeah, I saw that. Now, somebody mentioned that uh, it has been for a while now that they've seen them. Mm. I-, I thought it was more into the fall. Into the fall. They were right on the edge there, but they were roasting them at a local grocery store. Mm. So you get them, they put them in the tumbler and they roast them. And when you get them out and if you see them, here's what you do. Because you, uh, you can buy them already roasted. No, you got to clean them. You got to take oh. the skin off. The skin is all roasted mm. and it's black, but that's not the problem. The skin doesn't it, it doesn't uh, process well because oh, it's okay. like crispy. Okay, it's not not good to eat. So what you do is you just pull the skin off, and then you can cut up those green chilies. Put them on burgers. Green chili cheeseburger. The ketchup, sweet ketchup, and the and the green chili. Awesome. But like I did last night, I just chopped them up, threw a little bit of tomato in there, and that was the salsa. A thick, mm. and it was like 90% green chili. Amazing and super healthy for you. That sounds but, like a lot of work, though. <clears throat> it was, but I love them. What if you don't like them? What if you don't like the other veggies? I like some veggies, plenty I don't. Mm. That's where the field of greens come in. Yeah. So if you're not excited about broccoli season <laughs> or the Wait. Brussels sprout festival. Is that a thing? I'm sure broccoli has a season. I don't know when it is. <laughs> and Brussels sprouts. I mean, listen, it's festival. different. If it's like kids, we're going to the Iowa State Fair. You're going, hooray, Yay. stuff on a stick. That's great. Hey, we're going to the Strawberry Festival. Ooh, yes. Hey, it's the Spinach Jubilee. Yes. Spinach Jubilee. Oh, no, not spinach. No, no, no. Well, hmm. It's a, it's the croc, the uh, cauliflower festival. Oh, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Hey. Nope. It's broccoli Mm-mm. season. No, it just nope. doesn't. There's a reason we have like 
fruit season, like fruit festivals, right? Yeah. Or other Apple, food. I mean, there, you have like the rib cook-off, right? Oh, here we go. You know, people have rib cook-offs yes. around or pizza bake-offs. Oh. You have those. Hmm. How many broccoli cook-offs do you hear? <laughs> or cauliflower bake-offs. Hey, it's the zucchini cook-off. Zucchini. <laughs> I was having that. Why? Because even though if you like vegetables, which would you rather have? Mm, the vegetable yep. or the, the ribs or the pizza? We know. I like some vegetables. I'd still rather have the other. That's the reason vegetable. you try the Field of Greens because you've got to get them into your diet somehow. Read all about it at BrickHouseDoc.com. You simply mix the powdered form vegetables with liquid, drink it down, and you got a full supply right there. It's not just the vitamins that they've extracted from it. It's actually real food. Just go to Field of Greens or look for Field of Greens at BrickHouseDoc.com. BrickHouseDoc.com. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Enjoying what you're hearing? Congratulations, you have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. Chris Cruz, appreciate you joining us. If you would, please uh, follow us on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show and at Real Chris Cruz. So, how's the uh, how's the wedding going now? It's going good. It's going good. Uh, we had a little issue over the weekend because she noticed that there's no music. Um, yeah, so I didn't know any of that was going on. Yes, you did not. Know so this. that's over the weekend. Yes. You, uh, we have not talked about no, it. we have not talked about it. You guys it. had not planned for music, and no. suddenly she was like, whoa, what are we going to do about music? Yes. Okay, gotcha. And then I get a text that says, thank you for telling me. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> and then I see you giggle in this room after hours, just like giggle like a little new girl, and it just calls me over and says. Okay, so I didn't know that they had not, did not have music. I didn't know any of this. And I see Chris's fiance in the building. Talking to some other people, <clears throat> Chris not around, and I walk up and I go, "Hey, how you doing?" I just want to say thank you so much for letting me sing. I didn't say where or what. I just said, "I just thank you so much for letting me agreeing to let me sing or letting me sing." And I see her eyes get real big, and she's like, "Yeah, uh, okay." And I was like, I'm just so excited for the wedding. This is this is going to be great. And she's like, yeah. Um, and I go, you're acting like um, you, know, you don't know. And she goes, oh, I just wish Chris would have told me. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And that's where I left it and I walked away. Yes. So now she thinks you have agreed to let me sing, but yes, that's where it stood. But that's where it stood. So when I get home to the night, she was like, hey, what's, hey, what's going on? I was like, well, yes, you know, you said one of the music and Doc wants to sing. You know, he, he, he's the winner. Did you winner. keep it going? Did you pick I the did. baton I was, and run I the baton. I was like, did you know that he was the winner of the Great Lakes Region competition in 96? And he placed fourth on the nationals. For singing? No, for humming. <laughs> because... <laughs> Listen. Wait, that I took fourth place in nationals. Yes. For, for humming, humming. For the national because humming competition. She's like, you did not fix the problem. Because the problem is there's no music for her to walk down to. Because what I thought that I were I thought you were going was the music for her to walk down to. Because I told her No, hey, I, I was just going, hey, I just want to sing, like yes, perform at the yes. wedding. Yes, and I told her, I was like, Yeah, he's gonna sing the national anthem at the, at the <laughs> wait, beginning. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, patriotic USA. So I'm gonna. Uh, not a lot of weddings have the national anthem, but oh, okay. that's not a thing. Oh, okay, I thought it was a thing. So, no, but like, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. Go ahead, and then the at the reception, you're gonna see Baby Got Back. Oh, okay, good. So at the ceremony, I'm yes. gonna sing. Uh, the national the anthem. National anthem the, yes. Oh, Jose. Yes. Okay, and she's gotcha. like, I'm not going to walk down there. I was like, well. Oh, we need to protect. Okay. And then I was like, okay, humming. So I was like, well, did you know that he was the winner of the Great Lakes Region competition in 96 at humming? And he came fourth at nationals. And she's like, well, he's going to hum. The bride walks down the aisle. <laughs> so I need you to work on your humming. And that's what so she that thinks. She agreed on that. <laughs> So now I have to find a stupid microphone and try to like you know just keep talking about this until I gotta make this you into know the how mortified she is, but she can't. She's like so nice. She doesn't say anything about this stuff. Oh my gosh! So are you ready for your big performance? So uh, I'm driving the golf carts. Yes, you are. And then I'll quickly run into the the the, the ceremony. The ceremony, yes. And I bust out the national anthem. Yes. And then uh, I wait for her to walk down. And, hmm, 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 I hum that yes. out. And then, uh, I mean, I, I did even better at nationals whistling. Oh. So I, I came in second in we, whistling. You can, you know, uh, do and, both of us, you know. And then I uh, baby got back. Yes. Oh, my God, Becky, looking yes. for her butt. At yes. The, gotcha. Boy, you've got yes. really working it for you. I appreciate you including me. <laughs> you want to be part of this whole thing. Dude, this, <laughs> <she is. laughs> Oh, so no pressure. Funny. Okay, no pressure. Now, uh, are you actually looking for music? Then you I am looking for that? music. Okay, yeah. good. I'm going for either a harpist. What, you're doing too. what am I doing? I know what you're doing. What am I doing? You are going to look like such a good husband. Yes. Or a fiance when you actually just find somebody just generic to play this. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, thank you so much, Chris. Doc is not humming at our wedding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. With Doc Thompson. You know who Ben Jealous is? Someone that is jealous? No, Ben. Benjamin Jealous. He's a uh, former NAACP president and he's running for governor of Maryland. Oh, okay. And I think it's appropriate that somebody named Ben Jealous <laughs> was part of the NAACP. Because I got to tell you, a lot of crap that comes from people who play identity politics smacks of jealousy. They're just trying to get something. <laughs> They're trying to get a position, more power, money. That's all it is. It's just so uh, Ben Jealous is pretty appropriately named. <laughs> so he's running for governor of the state of Maryland. Okay. And uh, he was recently speechifying, and a woman in the audience asks him about the ideas and principles that uh, are on so many people's minds right now, this push for socialism, democratic socialism. And uh, he had some interesting thoughts on it. Here he is, Ben Jealous from the NAACP. Former office. I'm proud to be that person. I look forward to winning this race, and I'm happy to take your question. Here we go. Mr. Jealous, uh, Governor Hogan and the RGA have um, made a significant amount of effort and investment in trying to 
hate you as a socialist. I've actually called you a socialist <laughs> and a far less left socialist yeah. and that the state can't afford you. Yeah. What is your response to first the term socialist, uh, whether you embrace it, identify it to any degree, and secondly, the charge about whether the state can afford you? Okay, hold it one second there. Hold it you right know, there. Pause it right there. So uh, when she first brings up the term socialist, I just, <laughs> so why would you, you know, I mean, just... And she specifically asked two questions. Yes. Do you identify as a socialist, yes. which is an interesting term there. Yes, it is. Um, I'm really a staunch conservative <laughs> in, in practice. In I was practice. born a conservative. I have conservative parts, but I identify as a That's socialist because there's a whole lot of that going on. <laughs> People like the Bernie Sanders, they're happy to, mm. happy to make millions of dollars. But I identify as a socialist. I'm transitioning. <laughs> so that's what it was. But do you identify? In other words, do you, the term. Is that you? Are you a socialist? Number two, can the state afford you? Here's his response. You know, I about fell out of my chair when I read in, in, in the Times this weekend that Hogan was out there calling me names. And then it occurred to me, him calling me a far-left socialist is what the Tea Party called President Obama. It's what Barry Goldwater called Martin Luther King. And when you see conservatives like Hogan, name call. By, by the way, hang, hang on one second, pause. Do you know why they called those people those things? Why did they call those things, Zach Thompson? Because uh, they were being accurate. Mm. Because those people are those things. Mm. I mean, Martin Luther King a little bit, but definitely Obama. Mm. I mean, the guy clearly believed in those things. Look at his, look at his, his uh, policies. Here we mm-hmm. go. And when you see conservatives like Hogan name call, you realize that they're scared. That they're frankly afraid they're of the change that all of our families need. We need a more inclusive and robust economy. Now, what I am hold it, hold on, hold on, what's that right there? They're sc- they call me socialist because they're scared of socialists. I guess. I mean, what are they scared? They're scared of you, but they say socialist. So, so they're scared of socialists. socialists. Is that it? Yes. Or is he saying they're going to say something more extreme? Because they're scared of me. Because they're scared of me. Okay, maybe that's what he, they're scared not to get reelected or whatever. Yeah. So they're going to call me one of those things. So you're not. Okay, so what is it you believe? A more inclusive yes. uh, society. Back that up just a little bit. But more inclusive and a robust economy. Yes. Okay, yes. here we go. We need a more inclusive and robust economy. Now, what I am... Hold on. What is, is a, a more inclusive cap- economy? I know what a more robust economy is. Yeah. Inclusive. What is a more inclusive economy? We are there inclusive. are people that are excluded from the economy? I don't think so. I'd say pretty much everybody is. If you are, if you exist, you're getting yes. money or paying people money for things. Yes. You're in the economy. So more inclusive, meaning people with more money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to somehow give those people that? Uh-oh. As government, as a as a governor, mm-hmm. you support policies that include more people, giving them things. The government, social engineering, the economy, redistributing. Well, because that sounds a lot like... Um, <laughs> Don't you dare call him that. It sounds a lot like Obama and Martin Luther King. Don't you dare call I him that. I am not. I'm saying he sounds a lot like Obama and Martin. That's all okay. I'm saying is... Okay. That they're frankly afraid of the change that all of our families need. We need change. a more inclusive and robust economy. Now, what I am is a venture capitalist. And what I do is invest in growing businesses. You go talk to Jess Gardner at down in Baltimore City, whose company, Aloe View, she'll tell you 
has benefited a lot more from my work as a venture capitalist than anything that Governor Hogan has done as governor. The reality is, when it comes to building our economy, this governor has been lazy, and we're now all paying a, a price for it. We, we are dead last in the region as far as growth. We're dead last as far as wage growth. We've seen health care costs surge huh. uh -huh. on his watch. As he's been part of the Republican effort mm -hmm. to undermine Obamacare. Uh, you know, it's funny because those health care costs, he sounds like, well, you know, Trump and other people, they get in those health care costs surge. Health care costs have not stopped surging. No, they haven't. Ever. No. That's the whole point. Yes. Okay. And uh, Obamacare didn't stop them from surging, oh, but no. you're still preaching that. Okay, here we go. As he's been part of the Republican effort to undermine Obamacare. And when I'm governor, we'll turn things around. And we'll do it by investing in our small businesses, by... by pushing everybody we can into Obamacare and doing whatever it takes to get a better deal on health care for the people of our state. Hold on a second. So, they, hold on a second. Hold on. So, he doesn't just want Obamacare to be an option. There's the difference. A government member, Obama kept saying, we want exchanges. Obamacare would just be uh, one option. We'd still have all the private sector, which we realized it did kill a bunch of things and the prices kept going up. But he said... He doesn't just want it to be available for people. They want to push as many people as possible into government health care. Not encourage as many. Mm -mm. Not, hey, we want to make it one option. We want to push as many people as possible onto the government plan. Because <laughs> those two things, the forcing, the pushing into a government program, sounds a lot like... Um, Don't you dare... Don't you dare call him that. Call him what? What do you think I'm going to call him? You're going to call him a, a, a socialist? No, no. Because okay. the pushing, boy, that starts taking it even more into communism. Oh, don't you dare call him that. It's, you no, so he said don't call him a socialist. He's more of a communist. Okay. Let's say that. Okay. okay, okay, just a little bit more from him. She, she asks him now, again, do you identify? Yes. Do you identify with this? You know, she lays it out there because he didn't answer the question. Here we go pushing everybody we can into Obamacare and doing whatever it takes to get a better deal on health care for the people of our state. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but uh, do you identify with the term social? Are you f Is oh, that a final not. point? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, she, goes, she goes, not to put too fine a point on it, but you, know, you didn't answer my question. Do you identify as a socialist? And his response, we had to beep it, you can hear as well. Are you effing kidding me? That was his response. So is that a yes? Um, he, I don't know because his response after that, I don't know if you caught it, was, is that a fine enough point? No, it wasn't. No, it doesn't. Uh, Your Honor, no, it was not. No, because you blah, blah, blah. And what you said, you, pre you preached a socialist mantra. Except when you deviated and preached a communist, communist mon mantra. mantra. So was that a yes or a no? Do you identify, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> well, you don't hear that every day from a politician. No, you don't. No, you don't. And boy, did he quickly change from... Yes, he did. You know, they're afraid of me as I speechify and stump here as a politician, as a, uh, a hedge fund manager, farmer, whatever. I will blah, 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 politician, political speak. Are you effing kidding me? Boy, that didn't take much. She wasn't even needling him. No. Imagine what he said if we got him in here. <laughs> so after he said that, some people uh, thought that was inappropriate. No. Yeah, they did. What? Mm -hmm. 
Shockingly, he didn't know that would be inappropriate for him. Uh, and he decided to offer apologize. an apology oh my instead God. of just... Run with it, you doofus. I feel better now when people just double down and run with it and just, just this is who I am. With it. Yeah, I said it. Oh, well. I was Take pissed. off the mask. Glenn's been talking about that. Just take it off. It would and be better. Off, at least we know. Leave it off. Yeah, it's already off. <laughs> you know, we'll put it back on. No, take it off. You saw behind the curtain. No. Forget it. You don't have that little light flashy thing to make people forget. <laughs> he put, uh, he said, I want, uh, this is a tweet. I want okay. to apologize to at Aaron at the post for my inappropriate language in response to her question earlier today. Okay. As a former journalist. No way. I know how important it is for a free society to respect reporters and answer their questions honestly. So is he going to answer the question? No, he didn't answer it. <laughs> Not even in the tweet for the apology for giving her a bad answer. Unless I missed that it was a thread <laughs> that he had that failure. I didn't see it. That's pretty much the post. It's, might as well have not said anything. Just keep right. your mouth shut. So she should follow up and go, so you didn't answer. And watch him tweet, are you effing kidding me again? So you're a socialist? Yeah, you still didn't really answer it. She needs to play the Costanza. Yes. What you said really wasn't an apology. Right? He really didn't apologize. I want to apologize for my inappropriate language. This is a former journalist. I whatever. Did you say you're sorry? No. I want to apologize. Yes. In other words, I have feelings like... I should. I want to. Yes. It should be there. But I'm not. I just say... I want to tell you that I want to apologize. I got to tell you, that feels like an apology, what you said. But I feel like I got to get the apology. <laughs> That's She She should just take the uh, a little gif of George going through that. And just... Here it is. Right. Put oh. it out there. James Spader playing the the drunk who's going through the 12-step process. Yeah. He said, as a former journalist, I know how important it is for a free society to respect reporters and answer their questions honestly. Uh, I don't think you do. Mm -mm. I think you were belittling her when she said it. Mm -hmm. And I think because you didn't like her asking you a question, which is going to paint you in a negative light to many people. And that is telling the truth about who you are. The truth is, he does have a bunch of socialist uh, beliefs. Yeah. Outright yeah. socialist. I'm sure it's not a, you are a socialist or you're not. There are probably, depending upon all the different issues and things that tie into it, many different levels of socialism light or socialist light, where you're slow, you know, you know, in between pieces there. It's not as black and white, some gray areas. Great. But here's what I know. If you are living in those gray areas, you are more of a socialist than, than you are a capitalist. Yes. Because capitalism has some, some pretty strong tenets. Yeah. So if you are accepting some form of socialism, democratic, socialism light, whatever you want to call it, it really is a temporary stop. Because your ideas and beliefs when it comes to stuff like this are not, are not uh, stationary. They're not static. They're always moving. If you accept a little bit of socialism and somebody asks you about it, you're going to have to move one way or the other. 
If you say, well, I'm a democratic socialist. I just believe we've got to do a little. The government should provide health care. Yes. When it comes to health care, yes, I guess I am, mm-hmm. but nothing else. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, health care. Well, what about this? What about that? When you start pointing out the, the struggles to maintain a government, national, single-payer health care system and keep capitalism everywhere else. Well, here's the breakdowns. How do you solve those then? Their solutions are not going to be, well, let me pull back away from this government health care. Their solutions are going to be more government. In other words, more socialist, more socialist. And this leftist, utopic, um, utopic, 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 utopian dream. Wrong with that. Utopian dream of socialism. Even that's just a temporary stop. Because how do you enforce socialism? By force? By force. If, if these statist ideas were so good, why do they have to cram them down our throat? How, if their ideas are so wonderful, why aren't we just like, oh, this is great. Why are we debating this? It's great. Because we know the truth. It's not. So they get to a point of, you must do this as part of our socialism. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Sorry, point Mm, of a gun. And the point of a gun leads then to one of the other evil offshoots. Fascism, Nazism, communism, and all of those share more ideas. They actually are probably probably the same. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. If you look up fascism, you can't get an easy definition. No. It has changed, but here's what we do know. It's totalitarian. It's point of a gun. It's statism, which starts with socialism. So that's who he really is. Yep. Now, if you are a proud capitalist like I am, and you're out there every day trying to make money, I've got some ideas for you. You do? I do. Why not become an Earthwater affiliate? What does that help me for? Because you can make money off of it. Wow. If you join their affiliate relations program, okay. if you join this program, you're going to be able to make some cash. How? Because they pay you a 40% weekly commission just by telling people about it. That's all you have to do. So I just tell them, hey, go buy Earthwater? That's right. So how do I get that check? Uh, they send it to you. Oh. It's a pretty good deal. They've got it going on. And it's paid weekly too. 40%. You don't have to take care of any of the other details either. You don't have to struggle with shipping or handling any of that stuff. You just have to send them the info. Oh, that's it. Here's, here's who uh, I got to buy Earthwater today. Here's, and they're going to use the code. And they mail the stuff out, uh, free shipping and handling via Amazon. Mm. And it's great because Amazon offers or online you can buy it at a certain price but you get to offer the discounted affiliate price oh, that's awesome so it's going to sell itself mm-hmm. if they don't know about Earthwater, you tell them about it they're going to like it yes if they do know about it yeah i get it all the time order through me it's cheaper yeah and then you get a 40 percent weekly commission awesome deal just go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com it's theblaze.teamearthwater.com and sign up for your program to sign up for the affiliate program today get your unique id you don't have to buy any minimum no monthly minimums to get people to order it's just tell people about it and make some money that's capitalism again it's theblaze.teamearthwater.com the morning blaze with doc thompson the blaze radio network Oh, 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 oh,
seven ranked show among Filipino tilt-a-roll operators. So, there you have it. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I mean, he's not even denying the allegations. No. That his ego is out of check. Yeah. You saw the picture of Jim Acosta, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I just posted on my Facebook page uh, uh, for captions. Yeah. It's uh, theblaze.com slash Doc Thompson show. Mm-hmm. And uh, please offer captions. It's it's bizarre. It is. He reminds me of James Comey. Uh, I'll give you he, some similarities because there. He did, well, you know, he played the victim and then now he's all like, oh, look at me. I'm on all these shows now. How needy. How sad. How pathetic. In his little mind, Jim Acosta believes... That he is doing some great good holding this president accountable. And you know what? Holding politicians accountable is a very good thing. Yes. As long as you're not biased. Yes. Sorry. So he posts a picture of about where he was about ready to make an appearance. Excuse me. Where he was about ready to make an appearance on the Colbert show. Yes. Which the fact that Colbert has him on and he's willing to go on. Mm. I didn't see it, but I can only imagine they were talking a little bit about Trump. No. I imagine. What? All I saw was the picture that Jim Acosta tweeted in the dressing room Mm -hmm. about to go on the Colbert show. (laughs) It says, getting ready to bring some hashtag real news. Well, that'll be a first. (laughs) (laughs) Did he invite somebody from Fox on with him? That's what I'm saying. Or did CNN approve this? Who's he bringing with him? Yeah, did CNN approve it? CNN's like, what? Whoa, what are you doing, buddy? I'm sorry. That's not what we do. (laughs) No, that's not it. Oh, you're bringing somebody with you. Okay. As long as you're covering the fake news. Gotcha. Yeah, getting ready to bring some hashtag real news to at Colbert Late Show with at Stephen at home. Hashtag not the enemy. <laughs> Although, if you make not with two T's, it's hashtag not he enemy. Yes. Could be either way. Or just not thy. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, that's true. No, the. Yeah, I guess it could be. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's not clear because he didn't capitalize the yes. first letters of each word. Which, by the way, that shows that you're old and you should not be on Twitter. You got to capitalize the you first word of the letters. Come the on. Letters. But then the picture, this is what even a- more telling. So douchey. It's a picture of him standing and looking into the dressing room mirror, the makeup mirror. Come on, man. Uh, Just admiring himself? I guess. That's all you can say about that picture. Is he talking to himself? Is he like pepping himself? What is he doing? He's just, yeah, Jim, you got this. Talking to himself. Yeah, he is. Trump is bad. You are good. (laughs) Mom was right. All those things she said about you, she was right. Here you are. This is your moment. I got this. You made it. You got this. You're so close to making it. Just bizarre. Stop. You really want to help. You really want good things. If that's really what you're doing, you got to knock this stuff off. You do. This is nuts. Mm -hmm. And while he was doing that, while he's not the enemy, while that's going on, while he's filming with Colbert... Because that would have been, they film <clears throat> 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, they film in the afternoon and they air it at night. Okay. Right about, within hours of him filming that, I took a screenshot last night. It's funny, I'm walking through <clears throat> the kitchen, and we yeah. have monitors all over the place. Yeah, we do. Monitoring all different networks, NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN. And I'm walking through, walk through the kitchen, and it's on CNN. <gasps> 
and I see this caption at the bottom of the screen. Okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where's my camera? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? So I run down the hall. I'm like, don't change the caption yet. I'm like, where's my phone? I grab my phone, run back, and I'm like, good, they haven't changed it. And I snap this picture. Yes. And, and what does it say, Doc? Wolf Blitzer is interviewing somebody about Chris Collins, the representative, the Republic, the Republican, who has uh, was just um, uh, charged. Yeah. He was arrested and charged with insider trading, lying to the FBI and everything yes. else. Well, they're interviewing somebody. And the caption at the bottom, breaking news. Okay. GOP rep. Okay. And close Trump ally. Chris Collins pleads not guilty to charges of insider trading and lying to the FBI. What's the problem with that? And close Trump ally. Yeah. <clears throat> he was not a Trump close ally? First of all, I don't know how close he is. Second of all, ally? Okay, he came out and endorsed Trump. He was okay. one of the first, maybe the first. And he supported policy. So you know what? Let's not haggle over ally. Maybe they are BFFs. Okay. Got it. Why is that relevant here? <clears throat> Well, it is relevant to CNN. It's relevant to CNN because they wanted Trump, the word Trump, in uh, a, the, lower third. the lower third that also includes insider trading and lying to FBI. Not guilty. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Trump, it's, yeah. It, really, it's Trump, insider trading, lying to FBI. Yes. That's what they wanted. Yes. If, if they had said um, GOP rep and fan of Wendy's, Pleads oh. guilty to none. You'd go. Why is Wendy's? Okay, yeah, I guess he's like. You go back and you're like, yeah, this guy eats at Wendy's like three days a week. Okay. Loves it. It's his favorite. How is it relevant here? It's not, except to CNN, who's trying to make Trump look bad. It's reprehensible. It has nothing to do with this. They should be ashamed of themselves. The morning blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the morning blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Justice Spunking Bronuts tweeting, I've come to the conclusion that David Hogg is the secret love child of Jim Acosta. Oh, crap. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of starts working in your head, doesn't it? You're like, yep. Yep, there might be a there there. Right? Hold on, no, 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 seriously, there's something there. I would believe that know? if I didn't know they were both androids. Oh, okay. If I didn't know that, I would say, yes, you're right on this. Have we seen David Hawk's parents? No, uh, yeah, I did see his dad in early days, the former oh, the FBI, FBI agent. Who, uh, ah. he, was on, he didn't say anything, if you remember. He, yeah, the kid said <laughs> the kid everything. didn't say anything. An FBI agent could not speak on TV. And with the f- couple comments he made, he they couldn't. Were- he didn't. It was almost nonsense. Yes. They yeah. were, they, no, they were nonsense. Uh, one caption that somebody tweeted at us from the Jim Acosta picture. It has him peering at himself, longing at himself uh, with the caption. You're smart enough. Good enough. And gosh, darn it. People like you. 
Yeah, keep yep. telling yourself that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you even know that reference from SNL no. back in the day? I didn't mm-hmm. think you did. No. Not a real Dr. J tweeting, I friggin' knew he did that Boogie night style crap in front of the mirror. Now we have proof. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Uh, that's exactly it. Nadine has an uh, interesting uh, point. She says, a little bit socialist is kind of a little uh, bit pregnant. Yeah, yeah, there is none. Yeah, it's just... Uh, <laughs> Just a temporary position there, guys. It's going to get worse. <laughs> and what you call it saying, wow, are you effing kidding me? You didn't answer the question. Plus, it sounded like he was trying to be intimidating. Uh, is that the Ben Jealous the thing? Ben Jealous. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's Ben Jealous. And by the way, here's the thing. Mr. Jealous? Really? <laughs> That's his last name. Mr. Jealous. That's his last name. Do you think he was Jealous. I, I do. I think that's his attitude overall. Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah. If you're frustrated by uh, some of these people, these organizations, put your money to work. The money that I you spend that? every day on your cell phone, uh, Bill, you could be spending on a company or with a company that believes in capitalism and a company that supports the ideas that you do. And that is Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile has such a great model. They believe in capitalism. In fact, we met with them. Uh, Maury's like, listen, Doc, we were founded for two reasons. We found out that, uh, what, what's the uh, progressive one that started? Credo, Credo Mobile. Mobile. That they started in 2012 to influence the election. Credo and they Action. Did, with Credo Action. He said, and we're capitalists. We want to make money and we knew we could do some good. So what they do is they take just a little bit of your bill, the money that you pay to your bill, and they spend it on conservative groups and organizations that you believe in. Things like the Heritage Foundation, Gun Owners of America, the NRA, mm-hmm. Susan B. Anthony List, to promote conservative change. It doesn't cost you any more. Just a little bit of that money goes to those things. And they've already given tens of thousands of dollars to those organizations over the year. Plus, they offer you great service. They got great customer service, a super fast nationwide, super reliable network. That starts at just $20 a month with unlimited talk and text plans. Plus, $4 a month right now, you can get iPhones. They have some iPhones for just $4 a month. What? Yeah, while supplies last, so make sure you, okay. you sign up today at Patriot Mobile, patriotmobile.com slash doc. They also have some Android phones available, but, you know, what are you using an Android for? I don't know what that is. I know. I don't, I don't get it. I guess there's still some crazy people out there in the yeah. world. You can't trust them. No, you can't. Just uh, patriotmobile.com slash doc or 1-800-APATRIOT. It's patriotmobile.com slash doc or 800-APATRIOT. Joining us now, Seth Dennison from GDP Advisors. How are you, sir? Good to see you. I'm good. Thanks for having me back in. Yeah, thanks for coming in. I want to talk to you about a recent uh, post that you had about uh, Facebook and Twitter possibly <laughs> impacting your health insurance costs. No. <laughs> Why are they scrutinizing that now? Right? I mean, it's so, so first and foremost, this was an investigative report done by NPR, and I know what's on your mind. When I think investigative report, the first name that comes to my mind <laughs> NPR. is NPR. Yes. Right? Actually, you know what? Here's the fun thing about public broadcasting. They do have a lot of resources they to really do good do. reports. They just always skew them. Yes. But as far as the time, they put it in. Yeah. They did. So, you know, we, once this report came out, we did our own research and study. And so we all hear about big data, right? Big yeah. data is in the news all the time now. And there are big data collection firms. Their entire job is to track you, to track you, Chris, track me, to understand what we're all about. Because... That is a digital fingerprint of our lives. And so who wants this the most? Well, companies that might be paying claims on me someday right. want to really have a better understanding of what I'm all about so that they can forecast risk, right? So one of the things we talked about last time I was on your show is that insurance companies, they're in it to make money. Shocker, right. n- you know, news, news story here. Uh, and because of that, to make money, they need to make sure they're collecting more than they will ultimately spend. And, and in doing that, we call it the crystal ball factor if I'm an underwriter. If I'm setting the rates for you, 
I want to know what you're going to cost me in the future. So I have to almost become this fortune teller, right? And so how do I do that? I just get more data. So every time I check in at a burger joint or or maybe binge watch Netflix till four in the morning, I'm maybe not getting sleep or use those cute little emojis oh, saying, less hey, healthy I'm behavior, right? I know, right? So all of this is information and aggregated on the masses with millions of data records. Insurance companies can now start to better uh, clear up that crystal ball, so to speak, to understand oh. what their costs might be. That's going to be really effective for them, too, because in the past, they would still base it on um, demographics and then certain mm-hmm. behaviors or whatever. But ho- one of the, the points of the algorithms now of all of the social media sites of Google is the AI effect, too, that says we can predict what you want. That's right. What news stories you want. That's on the obviously the real low end, the simple stuff. Hey, you click on a lot of right wing or left wing or things about puppy dogs. So those are the things you see. Well, on a massive scale as they get better and better having collected data over decades, mm-hmm. and not just on you, but everybody, right. we've determined that it's more likely, even if it's only a fraction, that people from this area that engage in this behavior, that do this, that went to these types of schools, I mean, take it down to that buy this type of shoe, mm-hmm. are going to be slightly less healthy. Yeah, so in 2010, the United States moved into what's called ICD-10 coding uh, Previous to that, we were in ICD-9. That means not. I'm getting into the weeds, and to your listeners, they're not really going to care about that. To a paper pusher analyst like me, I love it, right? Because what it does is it tells me more about what conditions you have. So previous to uh, the ICD-10 coding, that's a code for every possible medical condition that's out there. We had roughly... And by the way, it was they were both much better than ICD-8. Well, of course. ICD-8 is just... But uh, ICD-11 is, is going to be huge. Okay, so. It's coming. I'm still on 7. <laughs> Whoa! Switch to Patreon Mobile. Okay. Upgrade. Yeah. Okay. You got to okay. update that iOS, right? <laughs> uh, but but prior to that, right, there were about 13,000 codes. When we moved to ICD-10, there was closer to 80,000 codes. Not that we added 70,000 more procedures. It's just 70,000 more descriptions for those procedures. And so... And do they do they get more specific then to narrowing in? Yeah. It's, it's not as blanket for so each one. So let's, let's say I, I needed a knee scope, right? What the ICD-10 is going to allow me to determine, was that knee issue related to twisting it in a basketball game, or is it a debilitative issue that gotcha. might ultimately cause more conditions down the road? Okay. So this was all in an effort for insurance companies to better understand and forecast risk, right? So when you start to blend that now with behavioral analysis, understanding how our behaviors in those things that we do can cause me to have a different lifestyle expense ratio, you start to see where the insurance companies can grid things out. So to your point, Doc, previously they would always use demographic data, SIC code of the companies that I worked for, all of the various age, gender, all of that. And the Affordable Care Act really limited their ability to use some of that Mm. information. So they were looking for new ways to do it. Now, what's interesting is when this report came out by uh, by NPR, uh, insurance companies as well as companies like LexisNexis and these data collection firms were quick to say, whoa, 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 we're not using this to set rates, or that's not our policy. Okay, well, it's not your <laughs> policy, but about United Healthcare's, right? right? right. Uh, and so, right, exactly. Um, and so, it's really interesting to see what they're ultimately going to do with this information. Another report that came out this last week from NPR, again, NPR's on it today. They are. Um, it said that now the insurance companies are starting to look to companies like 23andMe, right? So we've all seen these commercials about Ancestry.com, and I want to oh, understand yeah. where I come from. And all I got to do is swipe this little thing in my mouse, send it in, it's going to tell me that I'm a third Colombian, which is why I really love coffee, right? <laughs> right, right. So now those same companies are selling that data I could say, okay, so now, now even if I didn't personally offer up my um, 
biological history. That's right. You know, if I didn't offer it up, so is there a history of this, that, or the other in your family? You'll be able to determine, because I'm related to my sister, who's related to whatever, that yes, in our family, there is a history of something. Whoa. Yeah, that's scary. Now, the uh, what's called the GINA Act, um, which was the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act of 2008, Mm-hmm. Right. I'm fun at parties. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this was signed into law by President Bush. And it said that we can't ever use genetic testing to, to impact health insurance rates like that. That, that can't be done. Right. But not nothing about life insurance, long term care, mm. all of these other things. Right. And what insurance companies could do, health insurance companies could do is they could aggregate this data on the masses to find out, do we have a propensity of expense in a certain geographic area? And now that's a way to circumvent the law to say, well, no, 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 we're not saying that Doc is going to pay more because of his history. We're going to say that everybody that lives on Doc Street is. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So this is a way that they can kind of find a loophole in the law and, even, and better and even if I'm the only one on the street that actually uses their company, right? It could, could be, be something like that. But but even if it's the genetic testing could not be used, is that does that also cover indirect? For example, somebody in my family. So I happen to be on one of these um, sites where I'm like, okay, let's look up my history. And they have my me as part of this family tree. Mm-hmm. And I have not had the genetic testing. They're not using it. But a relative of mine has. Mm-hmm. So they don't use it for them, but they then say, but Doc is related to them. Could they use it that way as an, as an around? Sure. Everything is on the table for these folks, right? Wow. So this is all data. There's always a digital fingerprint on this stuff. And again, we're just aggregating data. And it's perfectly legal to do. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly legal to try to better understand understand what my risk are my risk is and this is listen this is where we get into a uh, what we call the conflict between capitalism and and care, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm a shareholder of one of these insurance companies, I'm all about the yeah. doing their due diligence and making sure that they're not issuing policies to people that are going to ultimately cost me as a shareholder my dividend. But if I'm a user, now all of a sudden I'm in this conflict of saying, well, I don't really want them to know everything there is mm-hmm. to know about me and mm-hmm. how honest do I really want to be about these things? That's a, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about all this. This is uh, does this help at all um, the users down the road? If if everything's on the table, we get to a point that let's say virtually transparent across the board, mm-hmm. all medical conditions, history, they're able to determine all this stuff. If the formula is insurance companies just have to factor that profit in, mm-hmm. and then it's not as much of a guessing game. Um, doesn't that help us down the road in some ways? It absolutely can. And this is where we oftentimes talk about the fact that data is data can be a great positive, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, when, when my young children were, were in the process, my, when my wife was pregnant, we did undergo some testing just to make sure that everybody's healthy and the baby sure. is growing appropriately and all of that. This is important stuff, right? And, and we in our firm use data as a positive, right? So if we're collecting data on our clients, uh, it's to better help them navigate the system, okay. right? You have a propensity of the potential of this happening. Let's go ahead and perhaps get you into treatment for this or get you to start watching this from a preventative perspective. Data can be powerful. And so I don't want to demonize the the opportunity to have data done, whether it be genetically or anything else analyzed. Um, the challenge is, is just be aware uh, well, yeah, because I mean, it's yeah. like it's a tool. Tools can be used for good or bad, right? That's is right. it kind of like that? I mean, it, I think it's it's difficult when you're dealing with insurance because if I build an automobile, I can say definitively it costs this much to build the automobile, mm-hmm. and if I need a profit, I bake that in. I, I charge much, you know, this much more for it. It's is. But if you're in the insurance industry, you don't know. So that's the whole thing. If you knew because you had all the information, you could just say, all right, here's what our expenses are mm-hmm. going to be. 
and we need to make 10% on top or four, whatever it is. That's right. So they come to me. Then it becomes even more of a maintenance plan for me, right? It can be. Or, or absolutely could be or, seen that way. Well, the more that we engage on the preventative side of healthcare, statistics show if we are preventative in how we're approaching things, we cost a lot less, both to insurance companies, to the healthcare system and all. But this is, again, going back into, I think, our, our conversation from last time I was on yeah. the show. The health insurance companies are not interested in our health care costs really going down. It's just, a, it's just about how much they can manage those costs better because mm-hmm. they're finance companies now. Right? right. So the more that the healthcare system can generate profit off of you and me being unhealthy or being treated, we don't cure things anymore. Mm-hmm. Just treat them for a very long time. And in today's world, to be overly crass, it takes people a long time to die. It does. And they it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, when we start to fuse that with an insurance company who says, well, we get to finance that over time. Then now our motivations start to become somewhat skewed. Previous to the Affordable Care Act, insurance companies wanted to be very careful to make sure they didn't pay out too much in claims. They're all too happy to pay out claims now, but they want to make sure that they're going to get a return on that investment for claims. Right? So you're going to be around for a while to pay me a lot of premiums, and I can aggregate those premiums over time. And oh, by the way, Uncle Sam now says, you have to buy my product. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. and, and, and the margin for an insurance company is not based on a dollar, it's based on a percentage. So a big part of the Affordable Care Act was what was called this MLR mandate, or managed loss ratio, which said that they could only generate 15% margin. That was the big part of the law that was going to rein in uncle insurance company. Wow, that right? worked great. Well, the problem with that is when you have a percentage without a dollar amount, Brilliant CFOs say, do I want 15% of a million or 15% of a billion? There it is. Right? So I need you to generate more expense so that I can generate more 15% margin on top of that expense, thus increase my find, cost. Find in the end around. That's always exactly around. Right. So, I mean, bottom line, though, if we are healthier and we can uh, prevent certain things, it's going to be better for everybody. It's yeah. going to be better for better for your health. It's going to be better for the insurance company. It's going to be better for your pocketbook coming and going, right? That's right. And that's. I want to make sure to be clear. I'm not saying don't get genetic testing done. That is, that's, no, 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 ha- that's, no. I would cancel my order, right? I would cancel my order. So I'm not right? doing that anymore. Uh, this is good. I, I kind of want to know where I came. I know I'm Scott Irish, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I like scotch and whiskey, but uh, you know, but all of these things, right? I know. But here's the thing. You need to just be aware, be educated, be recognize that your information that you put out there into Twitter sphere or wherever else you're putting this information out there is being watched. Right. So hashtag what I learned today. Everything <laughs> I do is being watched by somebody. Yep. If, if it's free, you are the currency. That's it. Yeah. You're right. That's a great point. These are all things that we were not prepared to answer, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. And we're still struggling to get up to speed on it. And it's so interwoven with everything else political. Hopefully in the coming years, though, we'll, we'll be able to work through this. All right. Um, Seth Dennison from GDP Advisors. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and link this all to our social media so people can read that and then find out more about you as well. And what else do, uh, do, do you guys do? So our, our primary focus of, of, of our firm is to help corporations manage their risk better, right? So one of the largest risks that companies face today is the rising cost of healthcare expenses for their employees. Right. So we recognize that the economic principle in healthcare is the same as it is in everything else, right? If I have inflated fuel costs, what I'm going to look what am I going to look at? I'm going to look at the number of units that I'm consuming multiplied by the price. When companies start to think about health insurance for their employees, they don't think about it like the number of healthcare units I'm consuming multiplied by the price. 
They just think about it as premium, right. as a transaction. So we oftentimes say that we are asset managers for what companies are spending on their employees for insurance. And so if I can start to manage the number of units consumed multiplied by the price in which they are consumed, just like everything else, I can bring costs down, make them more forecastable and understandable. And that's what we do for our clients. Awesome. Seth Denson from GDP Advisors, and I'll tweet out links so people can uh, look you guys up for this blog, as well as if they are interested in using your service. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Quick break. Back with more. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, that's awesome. That is so. Who did Mordecai give us that story? No, I did. <laughs> Don't give him credit for that. No, because he, he came in and asked about it, and I was yeah. like, that is such a great, great thing. So, Chris sends me this link uh, to a story, and was it where you could order the product too, or was no, the no, story... no? Was, the story was about people freaking out because okay, of that product. And then product. you went nor- but and you then, found the product. I found the product, yes. Okay. So, the story is how people are freaking out about this product that you can order. And the product is stickers mm-hmm. that look like outlets. Yes. Electrical outlets. Yes. They re- they look realistically. So yes. uh, realistic. So if you're across the room and you need an outlet and you go over and go to plug your thing in and it's just a flat sticker. <laughs> yes. It's not actually an no, outlet. No, it is nothing. It's nothing. And people get getting fired. <laughs> so I saw it. I started cracking up and I was like, this would be hilarious. In like coffee shops now, where people yes, are always looking for plugs. because people are looking for plugs right. and they sit, for example, at that chair because there's a plug, a plug right there, next right? To. And you're always looking around. <laughs> if you sit in a coffee shop, you'll see people. They sit down and then you see them looking around. They're always doing shifting around, looking. Is it over here? At airports, it? it's awesome. Airports too. Oh, that's hilarious. And I just want to watch people <laughs> try to plug them in. I have a trip. I know it's stupid, but that's who it's I am. A, it's the little things that makes us happy. What else do I have? Thank, thank you, thank you. I can't eat anything I no. want. I get blah blah. I don't blah. have I don't money know. to go to like Paris or something to enjoy no. myself. I just want to put stickers I on walls and make people look silly. Twelve bucks on twelve stickers, and I'm gonna be out. Me and you, we'll do a little trip, and we just. Places, the, stickers. The one Starbucks that I go to work at every once in a while near mm-hmm. the station. And again, yes, I try to avoid more progressive companies when I can, but I don't have a lot of options. Anyway, so I go to their, the plugs are, they've got like a row of benches along the wall. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yep. The plugs are on the benches, but the benches are dark. So they like oh, wired them into the bench okay. and they're up in, you can't see them. <laughs> so people sit there and you see them look around. Oh, I guess there's no plug. <laughs> They're right there, buddy. <laughs> and, and even though there's a wall there, it's not on the wall. So you put them. Oh, this is going to be gold. Yeah. This will be gold, Jerry. A lot of people like, for Can example. Can we film them? Oh, yeah, we can. Cool. Uh, you got like this girl. 
She twists that. She goes, all caps, doc. So you know she's pissed. Oh, yeah. All caps. I sat here so I could charge my phone. But this Azulay is an effing sticker. I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever And another one goes, whoever put this fake sticker of an open outlet at the airport, you're now my enemy for life. (laughs) Okay, that was kind of funny, though. (laughs) Look at that one. Yep. <laughs> See, <laughs> they look so real, though. You know, the, okay. Changing times. Thirty years ago, this would not been nearly as significant no. because you usually only plug things in at home. Yes, or you're on. You, you weren't looking, and we didn't look for plugs the same way. Oh, <laughs> I like this one. They put it on the on the on trash the can. Oh, no, that's a trash, trash. can. No. It goes, will the person who put this fake outlet sticker all over the airport please die already? <laughs> Thanks. So it looks like this person did what we wanted to do and just put a bunch of stickers at the airport. And this and one is... By saying, the way, a little side note. <laughs> put more outlets in. This Thank is our you. life now. Thank this you. Is, sorry, this is the cost of doing business. Yes. In most business. Okay, if you have a... I mean, a clothing store. Okay, something you no. don't have to put in. Gotcha. But coffee shops, uh, Somewhere restaurants, that you have to wait. Lower. Yeah, anywhere you're waiting. Doctor's offices, oh my gosh, dentists, yes. and airports. Airports, the taxes I pay for you to exist. I pay gobs of taxes to build the thing, gobs of taxes to maintain the operate thing, operate it, gobs of taxes to operate it, <laughs> gobs of taxes additional on any flight that I take for landing fees, which the landing fees are just what the airport pays to yes. do business there. And those landing fees, when I say the airpl- airlines pay them, they just pass it on to you. Okay, it's a cost of and yet, I sit in there and cannot find an outlet and cannot find Wi-Fi that's free. Nope. And then if you find the outlet, it's that stupid tower, and everybody's already got it. Yeah, you got 14 people standing all around <laughs> it. <laughs> or or they're all plugged in over by one seat, and you have to keep watching. Make sure that guy doesn't wake off my phone. By the way, I He's don't understand that. I don't understand that. You're not allowed to leave your baggage But you can unattended. leave your phone. But you can leave your phone unattended. Way over there, exactly. Unattended. Uh, have we not learned that there's actually uh, those phones can detonate? And didn't airlines come out and say, hey, we're not allowed to have that phone that sends on something because it detonates? How about putting in more outlets and free Wi-Fi? Yeah, I agree on those. I Some of them that. I've seen where you can watch a commercial and get like a half hour free yeah. or whatever, but no, free Wi-Fi. You say, oh, who's going to pay for it? You know what? I'm you already are. paying for it. <laughs> Cut some other crap out of there. You know what I don't need? Wire Skylights. And Ooh. artwork. Yeah. I do not need artwork and skylights. What I need is an outlet and free Wi-Fi. That, am I right? I agree. Think of all the stuff that you see I at the agree. airports you don't need. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Geez, By the way, stuff how many do we need? Because I ordered 12. Oh, we're going to need a lot more. We need a lot more? Yeah, a lot more. And I'm going to see. Let's see if we can find them cheaper. And if not, I'm in. Eight ninety nine. Come on, for 12? For 12? That's, that's good. about a dollar a piece. That's, that's pretty that's good, good joke, yeah. though. I'm We're going to need a lot more. Yes. In fact, if I had cases of them, I'd distribute them all. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They're going to be around the office here, over in the think oh. tank. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm We're getting more. Get I'm getting yep. more. Yeah. This is gold. Why don't we tweet out a link to it? Okay. That's funny. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
cultural appropriation? Yes, please. This is the Morning Blaze. Not kidding. This is this is joy. This is yeah, so yeah. much joy into my life. And hold on. I want to put this out there. If you actually do buy them, we put out a link to it. We bought them too. If you put them out, we would like to know where you put them out. Oh, please take pictures. Please That's take right. pictures. And mm-hmm. if it's if you're there for the enjoyment of little videos, oh. little video of people trying oh. to plug in, we'll you know blur their faces so they don't you know we'll, we'll do the legal stuff on our end. But just uh, send it to us, and we'll do a little collage of Jackal Nation. That's right. And some of them, I'll just sit alone and watch. I don't oh, even yes. have to post. I'll yes. just take late night self joy <laughs> by the way out of them. stinky has a good idea watching these videos alone in my room uh stinky has a good idea put one in the hotel room shower in a shower yeah think about it who takes the phone into the shower i do you take it into the shower into the shower yes in, not into the bathroom no in the shower put it i have a little thing in there and then i just watch tv as i'm showering i need an outlet in there by the way how long are you in the shower a long time like, I like don't give me that look, Sarah. Enough hey, that I'm saying. Don't judge up that. me. Do not judge me. I'm judging. That seems really okay. Well, hey, I mean. You eat and drink wine in the shower. I take my that's phone. That's different. How is that different? Because I'm always eating and drinking wine. <sighs> what are you talking about? And I'm sorry, but wine is more shower compatible. Is it? Than electronics? It's waterproof. Just seems sketchy. But okay. uh, Jackal Saddle Tram Truly Not What I Learned Today. Anyone who puts fake outlet stickers on airports and coffee shop, you are my friend, my hero. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> you know those. I was at an airport within the last six, eight months. I can't remember which one. And I had this long layover. And I'm looking for an outlet to plug in. <laughs> and, I wanna, I, and I'm there for like. Like 10 hours or oh, eight wow. hours or something long, whatever it was. I think it was, didn't I get delayed one time? Oh, yes. You think Where overnight? Yes. Yes. You were coming from uh, Chicago. I was supposed to pick up, but I was in Frisco. Yeah. Yes. So anyways, I'm there forever. And I'm like, not a problem. I'm just going to sit and do work on my computer because I have my computer. Mm-hmm. I'm doing work. Oh, you're down to 10%. Oh, I got to find an outlet. So I'm looking. They're scarce. But I see these row of specially designed seats where you can plug in. Oh, okay. those are cool. Yeah. Right. I plug in. Ta-da. Wait a minute. 9%. I look. There's no little lightning bolt. Oh, no. Plug isn't working. Try my ah. phone. Isn't working. All right. I up another row of seats with them. Plug it in. Nothing. I try like 10 of them. I walk to the next gate. Nothing. You know what? I see an outlet on the wall. Okay. You know how some of the counters you can walk behind and go over like, oh, the yeah. windows and look yeah, out? Yeah. There's yeah, one yeah. over there. Ah, nothing. <laughs> I walked to like 10 different gates, nothing. I was so pissed off. So I get it. Yeah. Okay. This frustration is going to be to watch the people. That's <laughs> Chris said we should put them. Where are the other places you want to put them? So we'd coffee shops, uh, airports. Crap. I just had it. Hotel rooms, hotels. Uh, the problem is hotel rooms. You don't get to see people. No, you don't. You screw no, around. You don't. To... Um, Unless we also start uh, planting cameras in the hotel rooms. Yeah, but that's now we started getting to peeping Tom kind of law things. No, we'll just do it for the outlets. We wouldn't use it for anything else. I want a three-camera shoot. (laughs) For that one outlet. I I want all cameras on this angle. Yeah. But the outlet's over here. Oh, I know, but I want to see their surprise. I want to see their surprise. (laughs) And later on as they lie in bed, if they're still surprised. (laughs) I was also thinking inside the airplane, you put the sticker right on the wall. Inside the aircraft? Oh, that's you know what's funny about those places are is because you wouldn't see an outlet no, like that, that, but you'd still see people Be try like, it. Oh no, it's a sticker. Never mind. 
I was thinking in uh, bathrooms. You go to McDonald's in the bathroom in the stall right next to it. Again, people you can't think, see people unless but, you plant cameras. Yes, but just knowing that it's there, it's, it's good enough for me. Also, I don't know if I want to hang out in McDonald's bathrooms. Uh, I found a guy that overdosed and died in a McDonald's bathroom. That's what I'm saying. Or any so, fast food bathroom for, so, for that. Uh, well then, okay, then a restaurant, a fancy restaurant. Like Fogo de Chao. People. Let's, we're, we're talking shotgun here, a shotgun approach to this. We're okay. talking shooting and just trying to, you know, casting a wide net yes. and getting anybody. Targeted placement of certain people. Like? Jeffy, Pat Gray. Places that they frequent to try to catch them specifically. Oh, the video of Glenn Beck trying to plug in. And you know he has a weird thing about plugs and plug-in because he also says about, it's not long enough. Right. It's not long enough. Let's put an outlet right on his desktop for his radio show. Okay. Right at the... Uh... Right there. <laughs> and you know he's thinking the engineers did me oh, a solid. Oh, that is so good. Way to go, guys. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So all the tests, oh, we'll pull over right here and here. And you just like, watch them just. Watch back. Right? <laughs> See what I'm saying about targeted yes, attacks? Those are really tar- good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. What about if you go to like the uh, college campuses and you start putting them uh, <laughs> next to the tree, like on the tree? Oh, snap. See, if we did on that to the Glenn, there'd be a moment of frustration and then he'd laugh. He'd get the yes. gag or whatever. Yes. But the little snowflakes They're in safe not. spaces, Mm-mm. they would continue to yes. melt down. Yes. It would affect their entire life. Yes. Do you realize something like this would throw off their day and yes. then throw off their entire life? There goes the, the, the school year right the, there. They'll be 60, midlife crisis or late life crisis, lying <laughs> on the back of the psychiatrist's couch. I thought it couch. was real. I thought it was real. I just did some chores. I was in college. I was 19. I tried to plug my computer in. Oh, dude, it'll be crazy. <laughs> Antifa will be out there looking for people that, post the, that uh, put those on the walls. <laughs> the park benches. That's a good one, too. <laughs> Is it your mind? You're going, well, oh, that's a shock. Wow. The oh, my park. gosh. That's, yeah, because... There's the, I'm going to go over and plug this in and I screw up. Yes. Which is funny. Yes. But then if you see it and you're like, oh, I didn't expect one here. What a great idea. That is so cool. And then you plug it in. You're like, of uh. course, there isn't going to be one here. <laughs> there's not one on the <laughs> side of the garbage can. For a moment that you're like, man, government's doing good. They're doing good. But park bench, <laughs> seriously, you're, when you're like, that's, that's awesome. A, what a and, great idea. And then you put a free Wi-Fi sticker. <laughs> so you have to you have to lure the name somehow. You put free yep. Wi-Fi sticker. And you're like, oh, these are free Wi-Fi. Oh, and there's an outlet. I'll be here all day. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Sticky said put one in the hotel room shower. Uh, Jackhole Saddle Tramp to hashtag what I learned today. Anyone who puts fake outlet stickers. Did you read this one? Yeah, I did. Sorry. That one I just okay. sorry, retweeted that it's one. It's okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh, thank you, Kristen. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Did wow, she did a really good she job did. of that? If too. she did that, she did a really good job. I don't know. I cannot Photoshop like that. I don't even know how people do. <laughs> they have the Jim Acosta picture, and I just retweeted it too. Jim Acosta looking longingly at himself in the, in a mirror <laughs> in the dressing room at the Stephen Colbert Late Show, but he has his hands on the back of the chair. That is in front of the mirror. So, so he's standing good. up with his hands on the back of the chair. So good. Who did she put in the chair? 
Chris Christie. Who else would you put? Who else would you put? It's awesome. It's awesome. How many places those fit? That's awesome. Good for you. That picture has become the best thing that Chris Christie has given to this nation. Uh, uh, the best? Yes. Chris has got several. Well, he got the... the M&M's into the M&M's. And the baseball And the outfit. baseball. Oh, don't do... Oh, it's in my head. <laughs> Damn you, Chris. But this is one that is like... If I say to you, don't think of an elephant. I'm thinking of an elephant. Thank you. If I say, don't think of Chris Christie. I think if I say, don't think of Chris Christie with the inappropriately small baseball outfit, apparently not wearing a jock strap, and it all kind of cinched up on one side. <laughs> <clears throat> with the mammal toe. <clears throat> That's not even the worst one. Why is he standing like that? Because he just realized what he's wearing. Why is he playing with the ball like that? Chris is going through a whole array. There's like 40. I didn't know there were so many of him posted where he's uh, where he's in the baseball uniform. Chris, come on. You know, Blouse you know, that jersey. You know, he's, you know he's proud of that moment right there. He's like, I damn I'm right. Here. I I'm made here. It. I made it. I Listen, am right here. We all know if you're a little out of uh, out of shape, you blouse your jersey, right? Yes. You it up at the bottom. Yes. You don't tuck it in yes. and do something about those pants, mister. You know he was on Vanity Fair? They did not. They put him on there, but that's call me Christy. So they That's funny. Instead of call me Caitlin. Saving Private uh, Harambe. Harambe. Saving Private Harambe, what I learned today. I did that whole 23andMe. Turns out I'm 65% jackal, which explains my love of bacon. <laughs> Notice they didn't offer the other 35%. Oh, what are they? I don't know. I want to know now. Uh, Polish American tweeting out what I learned today. Well, this show got weird quick. Honestly, I appreciate not being close enough to my coworkers to talk about showering. Um, this is more about the stickers. Little about yeah, showering. Yeah. It has nothing to do about <clears throat> that. Justin Sandler. What I learned today. Oh, yeah. Jim Acosta looks like the Dollar General brand George Clooney. <laughs> he does. Dollar General. <laughs> you got Dresh. Have you ever noticed the, uh, you're driving through an area and you're like, yeah, this isn't looking so up, Dollar General. <laughs> Damn it. You got I've done that where I've looked for houses and I'm like, So do you Dollar stay away General? from it or do you? Oh, yeah. Really? Now, the Dollar General is the, is the poor rural area. That's not 100%. There okay. are exceptions to it. But if you're in a more rural area, because they specialize in the rural, and you get into the you know the poor Dollar General, um, <laughs> free range with a good idea. You have to take some of those fake outlet stickers down to the aquarium and place them on fish tank glass. <laughs> what a great idea! I'm watching the fish. I can just plug it right here. You, you also run the uh, the chance that someone is. It's not fitting. Let me push. Let me just slam it in there. Uh, Dress Dark tweeting yes, out <laughs> what I learned today. Uh, Chris Cruz, if you're showering long enough to watch a TV, you're doing it wrong. No. Also, brush my teeth. Yeah, I mean, that's just being smart or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's not good. Oh, uh, Indiana, Ma- Indiana Mike saying, fake outlets in those food courts inside Walmart needs to happen. Oh, yeah, food courts in general. That's, yeah. again, someplace you're yeah. spending a lot of time, yeah. so that makes, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a story of um, a guy, and this was posted yesterday, you can go to the Blaze and see it, 
Uh, Democrat drives to friend's home and reportedly shoots him over political disagreement on Facebook. What? Yeah, this... Um, I missed that. Yeah, this posted yesterday. This is Tampa area. Okay. Of course it is. <laughs> they say dispute between 46-year-old Alex Stevens and 44-year-old Brian Sebring, both of Tampa, reached a crescendo when Sebring drove to Stevens' house and shot him in the thigh and buttocks. <laughs> Why it's a serious story. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, why that was probably the only opportunity, or he was a bad shot. Okay. Oh, he is a Democrat, <laughs> so he probably doesn't practice. He does have a Target Pro. So the I uh, the ages forty six and forty four, right? Yes. Look at the picture. Yes. He looks pretty good for his. He does. Yes. He doesn't look attractive, no. but he doesn't look old. No. I mean, the guy is chunky and whatever, but he doesn't look old. No, he's. Looks good for his age. He's gonna, he's still gonna look pretty young when he gets out yes. of jail. Yes, because he's he's gonna do time over this, right? You think so? <clears throat> yeah, he's gonna do some time. Yeah, um, Stevens was the victim. He he played a part, police say, because he provoked the confrontation. He said he emailed a summary of uh, or or emailed him explicit messages and threats, and then the defendant responded by confrontation. But it had to do with politics. Mm. <clears throat> so was this guy not a Democrat that he shot? Um, I don't know if he is or not. I'm trying to see if it if there is a, a list. I don't think it says exactly okay. what the dispute was over. Okay. Let me see. Yeah, it just said uh, receiving several explicit messages and threats. Sebring anticipated things would escalate, which is why he brought along his Glock, he said, for protection. And once when he was at the house, he honked his horn and waiting in his, waited in his truck. When the victim came out, he reportedly rushed at the truck. And that's uh, when the accused fired upon him. Wow. <clears throat> that's uh, pretty ballsy right there. Aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and carrying a concealed firearm. But he's okay, though. Yeah, it looks like. Okay. I mean, other than the jail time that he's likely going to. No, I'm talking about the guy that got shot. He's okay? Yeah, it looks like okay. he's going to be. Okay. I mean, he's dying buttocks, but it's, I don't think it's life-threatening. Well, that kind of ah, that kind of like buzzed it. No, here's the problem: is they're making this. It, this doesn't look like it has anything to do with um, uh, politics specifically, where it play. It was some sort of explicit messages, mm. and uh, they when they looked it up, it turns out that the guy is a registered Democrat. Okay, the other guy, the victim, it doesn't say anything, whatever. But this wasn't over politics, so. On one hand, I have to call him out a little bit for putting Democrats, Democrat drives. The fact that he's a Democrat isn't germane to the story. I thought it was going to be more about politics mm-hmm. when I first saw the headline, but it wasn't specifically. It was um, it said a political spat, but they wouldn't confirm. We do know, though, that is it, ex- it was explicit messages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So unless you can tell us what that is, it does still matter, given that the Democrats are so anti-gun, anti-gun policy, stricter gun laws. And guess what? If this guy had not been somebody who was willing to shoot somebody, mm. it's not a problem if he has a gun. Right? Yeah. So no. on one hand, it does matter a little bit. On the other, could be a little bit misleading, but still a pretty interesting story. Yeah, it is. Because when things got heated, one showed up with a Glock and an AR-15. Oh, I didn't see yet an AR. Yes. He showed up with a Glock 
and an AR-15. Okay. And he shot the other one to thigh and buttocks, police says. All right, that makes it matter even more yes. because, again, ARs, AR-15, yeah. automatic yeah. weapons. It's not an auto, but it's, it's still just like one, and you could just put your belt and make your own bump stock, yeah. bump stocks. I mean, you know, obviously that stuff matters because they say those things, but... Um, there's a lot of people that have lost friends over the last 10 years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's his name? Um, the gay Muslim that we have our friend. Riaz Patel. Patel. Like, he did this whole series about coming together and people right. that have, just because this election, have separated and, and no, don't talk anymore. By the way, it started before the Trump one, too. I, I lost friends during the Obama administration. Oh, you did? Yeah, there's friends that, I mean, it was not, I'm going to come over and shoot you in the ass with my Glock and AR. I didn't uh, fly to the, uh, you know, run over to their house. We didn't get into arguments like that. But it was just like, listen, I, I can't be around these people as much because they just think such crazy things. They're, they're so far and I like them. But in my life, politics is going to come up. Topical events is going to or topical news stories are going to come up. We're going to discuss these things. And I like to. And it's fine if you can get in the discussion. But if you are crazy and not. You know, listening to reason, if you want to spout things that aren't true, I, I don't have time for you. Debate's fine. But if you have a close friend that is, like we started off with John Kasich, yeah. locking kids in cages. If you're saying stuff like that and you, and you say, guys, that's not true. Those pictures were false. Mm-hmm. And they keep saying it. I can't be around you. Yeah. I was thinking about that yesterday when I was running. That there are a couple of friends that I get along really well with. Just. So much fun. Love them to pieces. And I just, one of them at the time mocked the tea parties. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm out. I can't be around you then. You, you're buying into this stereotype of the tea party to the point that he was incensed by the tea party and just like, dog, jeez. All those people are all blah, blah. And he wanted to take it to the lowest common denominator, the the bad image that the tea parties were just toothless stump jumpers from Alabama or something like this. No. All right. Hey, if you want to look a little bit better, you want to be a little bit healthier, try Riduzone. If you Mm. struggle with eating healthy, you got to try Riduzone because it works. It's a great product. If you buy Riduzone today and you start, it might be only 30 days from now, just a couple of weeks that you could be down, who knows, 10 pounds? How much do you lose? 20? Maybe just 60 days from now. Having gotten to that point, a lot easier than just trying to, you know, eat less or exercise more or go on some crazy diet. Riduzone helps you curb your appetite because it gives you a full feeling. It's not an appetite suppressant. It's not some, you know, weird chemicals or something like this or something dangerous. It's new tech based on something called OEA. It's a molecule that's already in your body. It's found in the Mediterranean diet. And you know, that's one of the healthiest diets in the world. Uh, it just gives you that full feeling so you're not as hungry. And then it boosts your metabolism, which also makes you less hungry, and helps you burn more, more calories so you weigh less. Riduzone, R-I-D-U-Zone. Try it today. Don't wait till the New Year's resolution and then you're just going to fail. You're going to need help getting through the holidays. This is not just about weight loss. It's not just about eating healthy. It's not just about the lifestyle change. It's about getting you through difficult times. Got those big parties coming up. You know, Mm. you're going to have to be around the food and I can't. It helps you curb your appetite as well. Riduzone. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network.
This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. That is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning place. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned that John Kasich is a uniter with bad information. (laughs) A lot of failed facts, a lot of nonsense, a lot of fake news. We learned airports need less skylights, artwork, and pet pee areas and more outlets. Yes, pet pee areas. Have you seen those little dog walk areas with little fake fire hydrants and stuff? Stop it. We don't Stop need it. that. We all have our cell phones with us. <laughs> Only a couple of stupid people take their dog. We learned that the hidden cameras that... Uh, excuse me. Oh, it's okay. Let me try Three, that again. Two, one. We learned the hidden camera videos that Chris and I will be placing uh, in bathrooms and hotel rooms uh, in the near future are just for fake electrical outlet practical jokes. Yes, yes, mm. yes, 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 yes. We learned from Chris's fiance that uh, I came in fourth in the national humming competition. Yes, yes. Yeah, you're proud. I am. I uh, didn't know I did, but that's good. good, good but good. the way, we really need to make a, a CD of this. Done. Or just sell the uh, the little videos online. Done. Of me humming in the yeah. national anthem. I think we can go big. I think we can. You yeah. thought Whitney Houston's was big back uh, in the day. Listen to Doc. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? I'm still a peerist when it comes to healthcare. That's why I'm still on the 7th. On the 7th? Yes. The ICD-7? Yes, I'm still on that one. If you're trying to unite people by dividing, you're doing it wrong. Let me think. Let me think. Yes, that's exactly right. And lastly, if your last name is Jealous, maybe change it to something else. I don't know. Ben Envious? (laughs) Thank you. Something like that? Take the the forest out. Yeah, take it out. I got you there. Hey, uh, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Well, you got Jacko saying, remember, Doc, Texas is a single consent start when filming. Oh, you only need one. Okay, interesting there. Stephen English saying, the thing I don't need at airports is the store that sells luggage. Who is that for? Thank you. What? See, I've already got luggage. Yeah. How many people's luggage break in trade where you're like, oh, it fell completely apart. I need need an outlet. (laughs) I know with all the clothes. Uh, The C42 saying, the inventor of the outlet sticker should be the villain in the next Avengers movie. I think they should be the hero. In fact, it may be Captain Marvel who invented it. <laughs> TJ Topping saying, this guy sounds like he has a nice singing voice, Chris. See how well he humps. And he's talking about Seth. Maybe have him perform a whistle. See if he whistles. Oh, something like that. The C42 saying, Doc is so cute. He thinks CNN has shame. Oh, you're right. I know. Mm. Hey, I didn't get to the new numbers on procrastination. It's okay. Can tomorrow. We, can we do them tomorrow? Tomorrow. Do we have time for them tomorrow? We do. Can we do before Friday leftovers? Okay, good. All right. We have Friday leftovers coming. What yep. is Glenn F coming up? He has a lot of topics. He wants to talk to you. A lot of topics. He yes, wants to talk yes. to you. Got it. Yes, and what yes. is he wearing? Uh, fake plugs. Fake hair plugs? I don't know. They tell me fake, fake plugs. plugs. Oh, fake. Oh, what is it? Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six up for Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. That's another market of fake hair plugs. Oh, stickers. The Morning right? Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. 
This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.